Welcome to your sanity safe space. Not a fucking issue. With your favorite YouTube podcast duo. You're fucking a white male. And a white female too. Saving the millennial generation in weekly installments. <laughs> Live from a castle tower and his mother's basement. This, this is Beauty and the Beta. <laughs> and we will make America great again. <laughs> CNN reported yesterday that in 2018, you told her that you did not believe that a woman could win the election. Why did you say that? Well, as a matter of fact, I didn't say it. It's incomprehensible that I would think that a woman could not be president of the United States. I do want to be clear here. You're saying that you never told Senator Warren that a woman could not win the election. That is correct. Senator Warren? What did you think when Senator Sanders told you a woman could not win the election? I disagree. The only people on this stage who have won every single election that they've been in are the women. Oh, good for you. I think you called me a liar on national TV. You called me. You called me. Let's not do it right now. You want to have that discussion, we'll have that discussion. This isn't a he said, she said story. This is a reported out story that CNN was part of breaking. I doubt it. You are fake news. You suck. Yes, Chuck Very fake news. You want the boogaloo? Because that's how you get the boogaloo. Okay, folks. I agree with that. This guy free over here. We get the hard fashion back out of here. Big ups to Rebecca for keeping that woke. Best of luck for the 19th. Your friends say they know you won't quit and will finish it. Go home, bitch. All right, go, go. I can't do it. We'll do it live. We'll do it live! Do it live! I can go out write it and we'll do it live! Hello and welcome to the show. It is a great show. It is a terrific show. It is a tremendous show. Frankly, the best. You can't ask anyone about that. People often do. This is Beauty and the Beta. My name is Matt Christensen. I'm flanked on my right, as always, by my wonderful co-host, Juan. Welcome. Hello. Did you get all your work done? What work? I was informed by one Rose McGowan that you had much work to complete on the 19th and oh, you yeah. were committed and you would finish it. Did you finish it? Oh, yeah. No, it, it never ends. Gotcha. <laughs> you know who's going to have to do it? You. Oh, As I'm always, gonna have to do it. you're well, going to have to do the work. I only have uh, five hours left on the 19th to get it done. <laughs> so true. I guess I'll have to get at it after the show. Mm. Anyway, plenty to talk about tonight, of course, including, um, well, all eyes are on Virginia tomorrow, specifically the capital in Virginia, Richmond. Um, what uh, What's going to happen uh, at this gun rights rally where uh, it appears Democrats and media are scrambling to provoke Charlottesville, too? Or I don't know if you want to get really tinfoily and cynical that they're just going to put a plant in and make Charlottesville to happen uh, I, I don't know. I'll be, I'll be tuning in attentively tomorrow. Mm. And, um, I, well, I, I obviously am hoping for the best, but I, I'm really worried about what's going to happen there tomorrow. And, uh, and I hope the best for everybody. We'll get into it, all the details shortly. Yeah. And if you're a fat single chick, don't be standing around anybody's car. <laughs> you will have a heart attack and die. Oh, wow. Victim <laughs> blaming. I can't believe it. Uh, that's going to make the job for easy for Susan's reviewer tonight. I only have to get that far before. Nope. Demonetized. Uh, Demonetized. 
CNN uh, and Elizabeth Warren appear to gang up on Bernie to call him a sexist, except uh, we're supposed to believe there was totally no coordination or planning. It was all organic. There's nothing to see here, except Bernie is a very old, very mean, backward, sexist man. Suddenly, very politically convenient for Elizabeth Warren's uh, failing Iowa numbers. Meanwhile, Project Veritas exposes who I can only describe as an actual meme. Like if you were to create a cartoon of who would work for Bernie, it would be this guy. Yeah. Talking about re-educating people in gulags and actually gulags are five-star hotels. They were really awesome. It's just the CIA uh, persuaded you to believe they were terrible. Well, uh, he's going to be uh, kicking down your door soon if uh, Ralph Northam's goons don't get to your door first. It's going to be this guy. and He's going he's gonna to take you to the re-education camps. We'll uh, check in with what he had to say. And then I know, uh, I know I've promised to minimize impeachment. Uh, content, uh, content, but the Senate impeachment trial is officially underway. At least the senators are sworn in. It will kick off uh, in practical terms on Tuesday. Oh my God! And uh, going to happen. A surprise, surprise! There are two more very convenient scandals this week. Yeah. Just when you think impeachment's going to fail and it has no shot, ooh, let's sprinkle in a totally not coordinated scandal or two. Let's see what we can get going here. And then uh, before we uh, finish up tonight. We have an update in the bizarre scal- uh, scalp swastika story yeah, from yeah. last week. So Although are- I feel like our predictions were pretty good, all things considered. We did entertain the notion that it might be a mentally handicapped person. Or a crackhead, if you believe the resident okay, yeah. who is interviewed. Crackhead, mental disability. We were in the ballpark. Uh, right. But if you believe... Old crackhead, what's the difference? If you believe a resident... At the facility, interviewed by a Rebel News, Rebel Media reporter. Uh, yes, it was a crackhead. And, and this crackhead is, in fact, named. We'll see if that turns out to be true. And, of course, we'll take Super Chats on YouTube or Streamlabs or DLive in between topics. Ten bucks and up on the Sunday show because we are no good. Low down money grabbers. It will be all this and more in your favorite couple hours of listening material. Remember, you can find everything show-related and support the show over on the website. That is mattchristensenmedia.com. One of the many things we have featured over on the site is special deals from listener owned businesses. Of course, this week, our feature business is our friends at charity swipes. They are a huge supporter of the show. Charity swipes is a credit card processor, just like square or PayPal, but with lower fees, they have solutions for all types of businesses from retail to restaurants, to e-commerce. If your business takes credit cards, take a second and ask yourself if you even know what you're, what you're paying in credit card processing fees, the fees have consistently been going up over the past year. And most business owners aren't even aware of it. Charity swipes works diligently to create programs that can dramatically lower these processing costs. And right now they'll review your processing fees for free and put together a customized program that ensures you pay the lowest rates possible. Uh, our listeners who choose to sign up will receive a free setup and a free card reader as well. You can view all the details of this offer uh, over on their website. That's charityswipes.com slash MC. Every sign up with Charity Swipes, of course, supports our show as well. So if you own a business and you'd like to help yourself and us, go ahead and check out charityswipes.com slash MC. Find everything you need from Charity Swipes, as well as other great offers from the rest of our friendly listener-owned businesses, including Phoenix Ammunition, Sonoran Defense Technologies, Formidable Web Solutions, Black Rifle Garb, and more. That's mattchristensenmedia.com slash deals. Deals for listeners by listeners. We did have a, uh, a meetup 
in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. Is that a top hat I see? It looks like it. It looks like we have a particularly it can't uh, be a showy hat. or festive Adora. individual. Looks like he's got the red tie as well. And if I'm not mistaken, this is a, well, it's a very, if it's not B-dubs, it's a B-dubs-like venue. I even see the Vikings 49ers game from last Saturday on in the background. So uh, hopefully you enjoyed the suffering from the Vikings perspective, at least. Uh, my apology so to Yeah, well, and I always like to see, we always like to praise our diversity. So <laughs> we like to see the female demographic in particular. Yeah, totally. Oh, and I did uh, want to uh, give a shout out to some people that recognized me the other day at the grocery store. Oh, cool. I don't know if I should say their names, but you know who you are if you're watching. It was so lovely to meet you, and thank you so much. Very cool. That's uh, How many times has that happened to you? A few times, more in Seattle, but um, like I constantly look like shit. Like I, I wasn't wearing any makeup, and I just like crawled out of bed, and I was like, one of these days, someone's going to recognize me, and I'm like sauntering to the store, and I hear, blonde? Is that blonde? I was like, no, no, it's not. <laughs> Oh, you're not here to, nice you're not trying to kill me. Oh, okay. It wasn't. Nice yeah, to I know. Me. So we're going to hang out and I, I'm going to invite them over for dinner. Awesome. <laughs> well, of course, if you're looking for fellow listeners of the show who you might like to hang out with, you can check out uh, the community page on my website and there are links to get that information and set up meetups like this. Hope you guys had fun and we look forward to seeing pictures as always. Uh, you have recently, uh, posted some rare material to YouTube. In fact, there was a new video on your channel. I know. Uh, your quarterly video at this point. I know, maybe. right? But you now have a new channel stream podcast thing. What's going on with that? Yeah. Um, so for those of you that do not know, I was already not making a lot of content, but when I got pregnant, I was like, fuck this. I don't want to do this anymore. I'm not super interested in politics. I just felt the urge to take my channel in a new direction. And I wanted to talk about motherhood because I'm pregnant and things related to it. But because my audience is like 90% male, I knew that I couldn't start rolling out that content. Luckily, um, my dear friend, Robin Riley, critical condition, also pregnant, we um, decided to start a new YouTube channel. It's called Motherland, Motherland. Check it out, it's linked in the description. We've already done our first video, um, we have, an interview coming up on Tuesday. We have some really great stuff lined up, um, lots of interviews. I, word on the street is that James Alsop is going to come on in a few weeks. We'll, Will see. that get your? Is his channel still banned? Mm -hmm. Will that get your channel banned? This is kind of like the Alex I doubt Jones it. question. I mean, we just want to talk about the experience that, that he's having as a new father and things like that. Um, mm. So hopefully he's in the works. Hopefully Roosh V is in the works. We're gonna we're gonna probably talk to him at some point. So I'm really jazzed about what's coming. It's like the first time I've been excited about my own YouTube content in a really long time. Yeah. So please uh, check it out. Please subscribe. We're only at three thousand subscribers. So. Remind me when the stream's done because I don't have it linked presently. So don't let me forget later. If I do forget and you can't find the link, you can find a link to Blonde's channel at least in the description, and then your videos there that discusses it and it's got the links and stuff there. If I forget, uh, it's, it's time. It's like one every week. Maybe we'll get more, uh, the, I don't know. dropping like flies, man. There's only so many left and I'm kind of bummed every time a Democrat quits. Cause I know there's going to be one less gaffe that's set at the next debate or during the next, next interview. We speculated last week that, um, that black man, Cory Booker. And I only say that because he never lets me forget that he's black. He's the blackest one in the race or formerly was. Uh, if you don't count Duval Pat Patrick, who's still running, I Who? just forgot him. The, the the governor of Maryland. Anyway, uh, 
it wasn't that difficult to predict. But last week we, you know, we're talking about when Cory Booker was going to quit and he quit uh, the next day on Monday. So uh, as we do for all presidential campaigns from Democrats that are gone too soon, we remember Cory Booker for president. de presidente ha atacado ha demonizado los inmigrantes es inaceptable voy a cambiar este Donald Trump is a guy who you understand he hurts you and you and my testosterone sometimes makes me want to uh, uh, feel like punching him and uh, which would be bad for this elderly out of shape man that he is if yeah. I did that physically <laughs> physically weak specimen about the closest I'll probably ever have in my life to an I am Spartacus moment. I hurt. I had tears of rage. <laughs> Poor Cory Booker. <laughs> you know, I, had ne- I, I was searching through Cory Booker clips to make this. I had not seen this clip of him on Seth Meyers' show this summer talking about how his testosterone drives him to want to punch Trump. I mean, first of all, this is Cory Booker again saying, hey guys, I'm black just in case you didn't know. Yeah. Also, I'm very manly and straight in case you had any doubts and my testosterone often gives me urges because I'm a manly man. But this is a guy who was just casually talking about the urge to punch another politician. And it, it never really got any mention. It has minimal traffic on Seth Meyers' channel. Nobody cares. But it, if anyone, if a conservative libertarian, non-leftist says this, that's a Nobody huge cares. scandal. That's yeah, and scandal calling in Trump low T, I mean, that seems absurd. He's got a hot wife, 30 years younger than him, a shitload of kids. Did you see those pictures of Barron Trump this week? I did not. He is like a handsome giant. He's going to be six foot eight. It seems like he already is. He's, He's really so tall. tall. I saw these pictures and I was like, how old is this kid? Like 18, 13 years old. Anyway, high T, good looking family. Like he's old. Yeah. But like, are we really going to act like Trump is some kind of pussy? Is that really what we're going to do here? Uh, let's put it this way. If they were to get into a physical fight. I don't know. I'm at least thinking about Trump. <laughs> I'm not immediately yeah. putting my money on Cory Booker. I don't know. Okay. Uh, say, so, hey, speaking of physical fights, uh, I'm, did a video this week about how um, Jessica Yaniv uh, attacked a reporter outside of a court appearance in British Columbia. This was on Monday mm-hmm. related to weapons charges for brandishing a stun gun on a YouTube stream with Blair White in August. I know we covered that at the time. Well, uh, in case you missed it, while leaving the courthouse, Yaniv attacked Rebel Media reporter Kian Bexty. There is a little bit of an update to the story, but just in case you didn't see the attack clip this is what it looked like. You need, will you, will you be pleading go? guilty? What? Go. No, go. don't touch me. Don't touch go. me. Hey, hey, hey. Stop. Go away from me. Go away. Fucking hell. Go away from me. Jesus, get away from me. Go away you fucking from me. crazy fucking get thing. Get away from me. Get away. Get the fuck away from me. Stay away from me. Get away from me. Now. Right now. You heard me? I'm calling the police on you. I don't give a shit. Get away from me. You stay away from me. I'm... Oh my God. Yeah, that's a dude for sure. You, no doubt. No doubt about it. Uh, I made the video and we were wondering if anything would happen here or if Yaniv was going to continue to get away with everything that he does. But now the reporter is saying Canadian police are investigating and it's possible Yaniv will face assault charges. Additionally, the reporter is filing a civil lawsuit. <laughs> Jonathan Yaniv assaulted me outside of a courthouse on Monday and I'm very, very pleased to announce now that the RCMP are officially investigating him on criminal assault, 
Now, those charges I'm expecting to be referred to Crown prosecutors as soon as the investigation is over. And if indicted, Jonathan Yaniv could spend as long as five years behind bars. And he certainly deserves it, if not just for this assault, for all of the other people, the children included, that he has victimized over the past few years. I'm going to be filing civil action as well. I've retained a team of lawyers and they're prepping the suit as we speak. You can hear more about this at yanivetrial.com. Read all about it. Nothing's going to happen. I mean, I'm with him right. on that. But I don't know. Part of me thinks that this whole Jessica Yaniv thing that we're going to find out in a year that this is like a huge troll. The most dedicated trolling effort. The of most all time. dedicated trolling. Hey, I mean, I'd like it, to see more of that. Right. If that's what this is, I will stand up and I'll say, well done. Well you never done. broke character. He yeah. even uh, flirted with legal troubles in pursuit of the character. Good for you. Right. But um, I mean, the level of absurdity is so high that I, that I still am having a hard time believing that. This yeah. Is real and life. to your point, <laughs> you there's know? even more to the story. I mentioned in my video uh, discussing this, that even inside the courthouse, there was a post-millennial reporter who was accused by Yaniv of taking pictures of him in the women's bathroom. And then the police searched that reporter's phone based on Yaniv's accusations and found no pictures of Yaniv on it. So she's, mm. he's telling people that female reporters are taking pictures of him in the women's bathroom. Police are searching them, finding no evidence. But now Yaniv is on Twitter accusing that reporter of sexually assaulting him. How and does that work? There's not a lot of detail. It's just a tweet saying, I'm upset. I feel dirty and disgusting. This reporter sexually assaulted me on Monday at the at the courthouse, and the, the British Columbia police did nothing. They are investigating that, but put this bitch behind bars. She hurts people in the LGBTQ community. Yes, I am absolutely furious. Did she fondle your tiggle bitties? Is that what you're saying, Jessica Yaniv? I don't even know how that would work. How <laughs> no does a woman sexually offered. assault a trans Man, what is happening? Well, speaking of uh, questioning how things work. Oh, before we... How did they capture this, man? (laughs) But uh, I'm seeing the live chat that people are like, is she leaving the podcast? No, no, no. I'm not leaving the podcast. This is an additional additional content, a new channel. Not I'm here indefinitely. I guess we should have clarified. This is additional material. People are like, what? (laughs) No, I think we would have given it like a, a bigger... Uh, a more ceremonial send-off, yeah. if that. No, nothing's I'll get my changing own here. Sarah McLaughlin segment, <laughs> if and when I leave. <laughs> Which clip am I going to pick for that one? I don't know. There's a lot to work with. The letter uh, four. No, That's yeah. Just one. to be clear, nothing's changing around here. This is additional material that you mm-hmm. can go listen to if you would like. Uh, Sorry, yeah, I chat all over your transition. <laughs> no, that's fine. I, there's an infinite list of transition jokes you can make with Jessica and Eve. Mm-hmm. Take your pick. But this is probably the weirdest news I saw this week. We, of course, heard Suleimani was the biggest terrorist alive. We've, we've been hearing about that for the last few weeks. That's obviously not true. This guy is the biggest terrorist uh, in the world. This is uh, ISIS leader Abu Abdul Bari, nicknamed Jabba the Jihadi. He has been captured in Iraq. He weighs 560 pounds. He was captured Thursday by Iraqi SWAT team forces. Uh, Bari had been issuing fatwas or fatwas, you know, <laughs> I don't have a rim shot handy, but you know, he'd been issuing fatwas against Islamic leaders who refused to pl- pledge a li- can't even read. This is so stupid. Who refused to pledge allegiance to ISIS. Uh, he also reportedly personally destroyed many Burger Kings and pizza huts and uh, McDonald's and, and all of that, you know, uh, how do you get so womp, womp, fat womp. in such a poor country? Macer Gifford, a British citizen who fought with U.S.-backed Kurdish, Kurdish militia in Syria, 
first called him the Islamic State's job of the hut and uh, said, good luck hanging him, Iraq. That was uh, that was the other joke made at his expense. Where's the picture of him in the truck? This was the one I couldn't believe. You got, like, I, I'm all joking aside, you wonder literally like, how did they capture this man? This is like a my 600 pound life. This is like those stories where people, like a thousand pound people die in their homes and they have yeah. to like demolish the home to actually get the body out. Yeah, but he also couldn't run away from them. So yeah. in many ways it's easier. I, it's just I guess about they, loading him into the truck. The pursuit, I'm sure, was... <laughs> it's the lifting. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, yes. Good for him. That is quite the fupa. Congratulations. Yeah, where's his weenie? Jabba the Jihadi. I see some kind of protrusion down here. I don't know what that is. It's Who like knows? male fupa. It's a fat upper penis area. Though. Yeah. <laughs> uh well, uh, this weekend, of course, was Women's March uh, around the country, including in my uh, neck of the woods. There was a Women's March in Bozeman, a small one. Why? But, uh, because it, uh, of course, commemorates the anniversary of Roe v. Wade each and every year. Two, no, three years ago in 2017, there were like 100,000 or, or something in uh, in D.C. when, when um, what's-her-face, um, Ashley Judd was making that weird speech about women choosing their periods and all that. I do not show. choose that one. Yeah, that one. Ooh. We don't choose if <laughs> and when to have our periods. That weird speech. You're talking about our bloody sheets and so yeah. Yeah. Well, it looks like the numbers have gone down significantly. The reports are about 10,000 were in DC over the weekend. Um, but there's one uh, one person giving old Ashley Judd a run for her crazy money. This apparently is Big Red's Egyptian sister. She went viral on Twitter posting this message to the White House uh, and really, I guess, the whole world's patriarchy. Fuck the patriarchy. Fuck Donald Trump. Fuck Mike Pence. Fuck white supremacy. Fuck racism. Fuck misogyny. Fuck homophobia. Fuck transphobia. Fuck capitalism, fuck classism, fuck transphobia, fuck ableism, fuck Islamophobia, fuck anti-Semitism, fuck every kind of bigotry out there. I'm here in front of the White House. I am not here for polite protest because patriarchy is not polite. I am not here for quiet protest because patriarchy is not quiet. Fuck the patriarchy here in Washington, D.C. Fuck the patriarchy in Cairo, Egypt, where I'm from. Fuck the patriarchy across the world. Fuck the patriarchy in every time zone. And fuck the patriarchy in every universe. Hmm. Man, you know what would solve this? One part deep dicking. And then another part (laughs) Islam. That's the recipe <laughs> to solve this Egyptian big red equation. Well, prospective young feminists out there, what, if you want to follow her path to happiness and fulfillment, go right ahead. She seems very happy for, I think she's 52 or something like oh, that. Oh, she looks I was, great. I was looking at her Twitter page. That, that bitch is 52? Huh. I think so, if I remember correctly. But uh, my only critique of the because remember, she posted this. This wasn't like some random recording her. She posted this, so she rehearsed this. She, she said transphobia twice. Did I don't she? know if you caught that. You can't do that. You got you to gotta know your script a little bit better. But other than that, uh, pretty good performance. But I got to wonder, too, like if it's if it's fuck the patriarchy everywhere and also fuck transphobia. OK, if we're going to reject transphobia, then agents of the patriarchy can simply morph into oppressed women on a moment's notice. How is how is transgenderism <laughs> not a tool of the patriarchy that she hates? I think you got to pick one there. And that's why I sort of get the the. 
the <laughs> old, old school feminists who reject transgenderism insofar as like men and women are distinct. Oh, I just saw something hilarious in the live chat. I wish I what? thought of this. Day of the Nope. Like <laughs> N-O-P-E. <laughs> yeah. Well, that oh, might be... Um, I kind of feel bad for her, you know? I t well, it leads to resentment, unhappiness. Yeah, when you're in the latter portion of your life, I mean, 52 is maybe middle-aged by some people's... You're, you're getting older at 52 to have that much, uh, just like that clownish of an appearance and be that unsatisfied and unhappy and unfulfilled is, uh, yeah, we can laugh at it, but, but a whole society full of that is actually quite sad. Yeah. To your point. I don't know. Like where's her family and her man? Well, when you don't build one, then yeah. What, where, where are they? I guess they we're just exist. assuming she's childless. I suppose it's possible that she has children and still turned out like this. Maybe you're right. It is. I, I am making assumptions. Perhaps we'll need to retract. But uh, but the broader point is like the ideology. When is the last time you saw like a, a fair-minded, well-adjusted, protesting feminist on the street? Almost never. And they, and they're never. Almost never. Can you think of one example of, of that? Being yeah, uh, I can't. And am I outraged by her being vulgar and saying fuck this, fuck that? No, that's not the point. The point is. You know, uh, uh, not an argument, right? The point is, that's not, a, you haven't convinced me of anything. You're just telling me stuff you hate. Congratulations. Yeah. I don't care. You, you haven't persuaded me. She didn't say anything about Islam either. I think she said fuck Islamophobia, but she not. She said fuck Islamophobia, and then she said fuck the patriarchy, including where I come from, which is Cairo, Egypt. Yes. Is that what she said? Yeah. Well, pray tell why does that have anything to do with Islam? You can't say fuck Islamophobia. And then fuck Cairo because it's it's a patriarchy. It's like, uh... well, our time would probably better be spent discussing uh, the big story of the weekend, which is uh, what's going to happen tomorrow uh, in Virginia. Of course, um, we'll have to go through a little bit of the backstory too to understand this. And I discussed this in more detail on my channel already. So if you want uh, a lot more of the backstory, check out the last video I posted. But uh, just to catch you up to speed and set the stage for what is going to happen tomorrow. So, of course, um, in Virginia, Democrats have, uh, in the last election, they got narrow majorities in both houses of the state legislature in Virginia. And they're now um, working to pass basically every gun law you can think of. Assault weapons ban, suppressor ban, red flag. They've already passed three bills through the Senate, including one handgun per month you can you can purchase. Uh, bill A bill that would allow cities to ban guns from certain places. Uh, under state law right now, cities can't do that sort of regulation. And universal background checks as well. So in response and uh, in response to this, the Virginia Citizens Defense League, in combination with some other organizations, has organized a pro-gun rights rally for Monday. This is traditionally known as Lobby Day in Virginia. You might see all kinds of rallies or protests or whatever at the Capitol in pursuit of various political priorities. But this week uh, or this this year's uh, corresponding with these new gun bills is going to be a massive gun rights protest. So in response to potentially tens of thousands or even six figures in attendance, the governor on Wednesday, this is Governor Blackface. You remember him. He's either the guy in the KKK outfit or the guy wearing blackface. We just don't know who. 
that. Oh, can... and Mr. Uh, post-birth abortion. Yes. Yeah. Got to keep him comfortable, as Alex Jones made fun of him for saying, talking about keeping a dying infant comfortable, but you don't have a legal requirement to try to save the child. No, no, if... a healthy infant comfortable, presumably before they kill it. Yeah, it's unclear. Yeah, I, I can't remember. There, there were different... He had said different things than what other some, some people's interpretation. He was talking about de- dying babies. That much is definitely clear. Yeah. Anyway, uh, in response to the thousands that will show up tomorrow, on Wednesday, Governor Blackface comes out and he declares a state of emergency banning all guns from the entire Capitol Square and they're going to fence off the entire area with, with one entry point. So that sounds very safe. You can't defend yourself and you're in an enclosed space with a choke point to leave. Yeah. Okay. Enjoy that. Well, the Virginia Citizens Defense League and Gunners of America filed legal appeals this week, but the Virginia Supreme Court has upheld these restrictions. In announcing the state of emergency, the governor says there have been credible threats of violence, uh, but he hasn't actually pointed to any. He had a whole half hour press conference on Wednesday He was asked about these specific credible threats, and he basically punted the question. He did mention a few things like he had seen threats to, quote, storm the Capitol and threats of drone warfare. (laughs) So that means that you have to surrender your right to defend yourself. He also cites Charlottesville a whole bunch. We don't want to see another Charlottesville. Well, that was a case of a car hitting a person. Cars aren't banned here. Yeah. Firearms were not an issue at Charlottesville. Now, to be fair, he also has banned baseball bats, uh, shields, helmets, I think, all those kinds of not just like strictly offensive weapons, but even defensive like armor helmet type type things. Uh, So he doesn't really he can't explain the threats that he's seen that are causing him to restrict citizens rights in this way. Media are doing the best they can to backfill the story for him. I referenced this salon article where they talk about the evidence and they they literally have a section in this story where it's just uh, linking to people who have said that uh, have said the word boogaloo, basically. Um, Where where is it in the story? I guess it doesn't doesn't matter that much. But, uh, oh, yeah, many users have taken to social media. You open a few of these. And and some of them are just saying, like, uh, keep pushing people and see what happens. Like, that's this yeah. post here. That's evidence. Okay, that's not really a threat, is it? Uh, Northam is just begging for Boogaloo. This one says, and it's just a guy's tweet with one like. And we're, tre- one like. we're treating that as though it's a threat. Okay. Yeah. This is the sort of this is the sort of flimsy evidence that we're talking about. And you see this repeated um, from a few different media sources. And then they're doing their best to tie this arrest, uh, this arrest from Maryland to these three alleged neo-Nazi guys and saying, oh, they, they were part of the rally. They they were headed to the rally. They they were part of this. They're the Nazis that we're trying to stop, apparently. So you see this headline from the New York Times, FBI arrests uh, suspected members of neo-Nazi group before Vir- Virginia gun rally. The three men had obtained guns and discussed traveling to Virginia for protest against new gun control measures, officials said. And you saw, I saw TV news media, I saw tons and tons of articles repeating this claim from the New York Times. If you take the time to actually go to the Justice Department's release, yeah, there's literally no mention of Virginia or the rally. What happened is a Canadian illegally entered the United States back in August. And indeed the, the, um, the complaint in this case was filed in August. 
like way before any of this rally stuff, way before Democrats even had control in Virginia. He entered the country illegally in August. He goes to the East Coast and trains and hangs out with these guys who are part of this group called The Base, which they're saying is a militant white nationalist group. I don't know anything about The Base. It could be, but I'm also inclined to distrust the assignment of those labels. Yeah, this sounds like horseshit to me. I'm going to need some more evidence. What isn't horseshit is that it sounds like he assuredly entered the country illegally. And it also sounds like they manufactured and transported an illegal machine gun. None of that is actually related to the rally, though. And (laughs) saying that, like, connecting it to the rally just relies on anonymous officials that the New York Times say they says they talk to. But they don't name who they are. And everybody just runs with that claim. There is no connection from the DOJ or the FBI to the rally. Only the New York Times has done that. So, so the bottom line here is this thing has been twisted and propagandized and primed for some serious bullshit tomorrow. Yeah. So whether you're watching from afar or if you're one of the people who will be attending this event, uh, pay close attention. And, and if you are attending, uh, stay alert and, of course, keep a device recording at all times. As, uh, as State Senator Amanda... Uh, Chase posted on Facebook. I thought a lot of this post here was was pretty good advice and pretty good pretty good description of what's happening. She says, if anyone steps out of line, all it takes is one person. It may even be a government plant. If that plant does anything to disrupt the rally, you could or will be arrested as a domestic terrorist. The governor, using the media, has already set the stage for this to happen. He has already laid the groundwork to make the entire movement look like insurrection. It will be used to put the rest of the nation on notice of what will happen of what will happen to you when you resist. We were told not once but several times by the current president, it's not me thereafter, it's you, the American people. Their actions over the last three years have shown us he was right. They are coming after us full speed ahead of uh, full speed ahead, and they aren't even trying to handle uh, to hide it anymore. Seek Semper Tyrannis. Keep your head on a swivel and know what's going on around you at all times. At Lobby Day twelve twenty, everyone be safe out there. Thus always to tyrants. So uh, I don't want to. I don't want to get ahead of myself, and and I do what a, a lot of media I think are doing, which is set this up to be a disaster before the thing even unfolds. This I is just clearly going to be a disaster. There's a lot of forces that want it to be for political purposes. I think. Yeah, I mean, it's just that this just stinks of Charlottesville. Yeah, it, it, it created a, a situation in which uh, it was allowed to happen. There is a whole mass of people that the political left wants to demonize and blame. And they, it's a very convenient setup to make them all look like evil terrorists who need to be restricted and controlled and have their rights curtailed. Mm-hmm. That's what makes me nervous about this setup. So on the one hand, I I have a lot of admiration for the people that are going there to defend their rights, as I said, not just in their state, but defending my rights, your rights. This will be a blueprint for people for the attempt to restrict freedom across the country. I have no doubt. On the other hand, I think you got to be really careful because as she's saying, any any sort of uh, bad optics, so to speak, manufactured or real, are going to be politically maximized. So this whole, yeah. th- this whole thing, I'm very nervous about, uh, and I, and I'll be watching attentively tomorrow to see how this plays out. But the reality is that it's just a whole bunch of people there who are not criminals; they're just regular, productive members of society who are mad that their rights are under threat from the state. And let's be clear. Who's threatening who? The state is threatening to come and confiscate your property 
Ultimately, mm -hmm. they are threatening to restrict your ability to defend yourself from the inherent threats of life. And if you, you know, you get into this one entry, one exit point stuff, fencing things off, they're really, really stretching the limitations of the First Amendment as well. But, but they're going to flip this and say that you're actually the ones who are threatening other people. That's the whole thing. It, it's, it's a weird uh, backwards presentation where Ralph Northam is threatening to take people's property, threatening to ban people's natural rights. Meanwhile, he's accusing other people of making the threats. David Hogg is on Twitter all day today repeating these same sorts of twists. He's saying that the Second Amendment is actually being used to suppress the First Amendment and Nazis are threatening to kill people. The Second Amendment is being used as a right to oppress our First Amendment as children to say that we should be protected, not guns. So what I'm going to ask you to do is record a video with the hashtag I stand with Virginia, expressing your support for common sense gun laws in the state of Virginia, because right now we can't show up because the Second Amendment is being used to actively threaten to kill people, including children. So record your video with hashtag I stand with Virginia for why you support gun violence prevention legislation in the state of Virginia. Thank you and fuck Nazis. Ooh, what an edgy boy. He got us. He's, he needs to eat some cake, man. He looks, he looks even really thinner than before. Yeah, that's a it's an all soy diet right there. Can you imagine if like he and Greta Thunberg had children together <laughs> oh, look at his little twig legs no. oh my gosh I, I mean okay david you can use those string bean arms to fight off attackers i will rely on uh, another mechanism if someone threatens me or my life and i hate that distinction that he's always saying we should protect kids over guns i think i'll protect my kids with guns thank yeah, you you can protect that? yours with your stupid little wishbone arms i don't care but, Does anybody in the world need a gun more than David Hogg? Yeah, yeah. you could have one of mine, David. I know if you for want. real. It's like you—you you definitely are in need. Uh, to his points, it's like they're using the Second Amendment to stop people's first. He's saying that children. First of all, he's like what twenty now, and he identifies as a child. A child, still. right? Okay. How is that stopping you from going to Richmond and voicing your opinion? None of the people there, not one, is going to shoot you over your opinion. I guarantee you that. And that's because the Second Amendment covers the right to self-defense. Yeah. The Second Amendment does not cover the right to threaten or kill other people. Which, David Hogg, if you've seen, if you've seen credible threats made against other people, one, report them to the police because those are not covered by law. Two, they're not covered by the Second Amendment. Who is he talking about? That the... Second Amendment is being weaponized to stop the first. The Second Amendment protects the first. That's the right. whole point, the point. Yeah. of Monday. It's it's uh, and and just the way he twists it that he is somehow being oppressed. Dude, you're the one who's talking about restricting other people's rights. Literally nobody is restricting your right, David Hogg. And Not who has benefited soul. from guns more than David Hogg? Yeah. It's really it, giving it, his life purpose and otherwise worthless existence. And I just want to put this in context, too, because I know not everybody on this channel is like the biggest gun enthusiast or cares about this issue as much as some really? other people. A lot of people. A lot of people are. A lot of people aren't. But I want to emphasize that the concerns are a lot broader than just that. So as I was explaining in my video, number one, this 
standard that says we can just, oh, if we don't like it, if there's a politically inconvenient demonstration going on, we'll just scour the internet for a few unsavory individuals who said some weird shit. And we'll use that right. to curtail the rights of the masses demonstrating in opposition. You don't want that. You don't want that if you're on the left. You don't want that if you're on the right. You don't want that if you're anybody who wants the right of the people to go and petition their government in person at the state capitol. That's about as American as it gets. We yeah. don't want this standard to be, Ooh, some guy said some weird shit on the internet, so I guess the whole thing's canceled. You don't want that. And secondarily, you don't want that because even if you're not a gun person, <laughs> they're not, they're not, it's about confiscation of property too. And it's about your choice, how to defend yourself if things get very terrible. They're not going to stop at the guns, uh, as evidenced by this article published this week in The Independent. Headline in uh, the UK, Cutlery Company creates knives with square tips, quote, in response to rising knife crime. Check them out. This is, uh, <laughs> this is uh, apparently a new product from uh, a British uh, cutlery company that is these are a, a new range of knives with uh, square heads designed uh, quote to deal with the reality of rising knife crime as well as uh, as well as uh, government restrictions so the manufacturer says quote with knife related crime incidents at a record high and reported 285 fatalities in the last 12 months alone the UK government has taken uh, has taken the decision to reclassify kitchen knives as an offensive weapon with the new Offensive Weapons Act 2019 leading some retailers to remove single knives from sale in retail stores. You this could is still a... fuck somebody up with that. What, yeah, the, what about this serrated one in the middle? Yeah, dude. Who needs serrations? You'll slice your bread with, uh, with a non-serrated knife and, and, uh, and like it. This is a peek into the future. If you think that they're going to go, oh, look at that. We finally got the exactly perfect amount of gun control. Now we're done. That's not what's going to happen. This is the future that they want. You want to talk about being banned from buying pointy <laughs> knives? Uh, oh, yeah. No. So we have to take this issue serious, seriously, even if you're not the biggest gun person in the world. And uh, that's why I think all liberty-minded people should be paying attention to Virginia tomorrow. And, and as I mentioned, um, if you're going, I have a huge amount of admiration for you. I wish you the best. I, I hope that uh, everybody keeps an eye out for each other and keeps each other safe. And Stay as I mentioned, safe, yeah. do keep something recording, one, for your own safety and your own legal protection. And two, if, as we've seen, the mainstream media presentation of this event is going to be horrifically unfair. You know that's going to be the case. So if you get something that is relevant to the truth of what's happening there, please do send it our way. Uh, my email address is always linked in the description and on the website. And uh, I, I, you know, I can't be there to see it for myself. But it, if, there's, if we can help in getting some important information out, please do send it our way. Yeah, definitely. And remember that uh, in the event you do something that you think is benign, the media is going to blow it up and turn around. I mean, turn it around on you, no matter what that is. So I get, yeah. I hate to even say this, but be conscientious of your behavior. Someone will be a boogeyman tomorrow. The mm -hmm. question is who? Someone is going to get the uh, the Hitler label or you know whatever. Someone is going to be the bad guy who caused the disturbance. Yeah. Uh, they're looking for someone to blame, and because they they clearly have this massive, uh, insane gun control agenda in Virginia. It'd be nice to have a convenient excuse to push that through since they already have the numbers. They just need a little more political capital yep. to make it happen. All right. 
that's all I got to say on that. But I'm sure, obviously, more to come probably on my channel this week, depending on what the events are. And then uh, if not this week by myself, I, I anticipate we'll talk about it more next weekend. You want to talk about, uh, you want to take a break first or you do want to hop into uh, the Bernie versus Warren fight? We should take a break first, but I also have to go to the bathroom. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, I, let's see. I think you know, I staying can... hydrated when you're pregnant, it has some costs. It does. Uh, yeah, I can. Should I do uh, a few I, of these? No, I can get started if you want to uh, make a run for it. BRB. I'll be quick. Caesar will hang out with you. Well, that's not, that's not a good thing. Uh, <laughs> Cameron says, Lulberg's boomers and other militias are going to have a rude awakening tomorrow when they learn they are not hated for their 2A stance, but because of their race. This has Charlottesville 2.0 written all over it. Watch for these false flags or other glow in the darks. I, I certainly share worry about how this thing is going to be framed versus how it actually develops in reality, of course. I know a fat guy says, did you miss the Women's March 2020 Saturday? Yeah, I did too. Guess I'll be back to asking Bernie Sanders fans about how they feel about the Kavanaugh allegations. Yeah, fair point to come back on that. Even though I think Bernie is getting treated uh, very unfairly, he is part of that mob. He's part of that mom, not just for uh, mob, not just for uh, Brett Kavanaugh, but for, you know, me too uh, victims. And by that, I mean the falsely accused all over. Metal Man uh, says, hey, hey, uh, hey, guys, sorry, I haven't donated for uh, a little while. Been getting things ready for the kamikaze kazoo, you know, coat hanger, <laughs> coat hanger mods, bamboo for the pit, Tannerite uh, vests for my army of suicide squirrels, you know, the basics. Uh, anywho, I'll catch you later. Uh, witness me. Well, uh, good luck with that. I suppose everyone I needs their niggardly. boogaloo fortress. And thank you for supporting the show. Sid Bahamut. Sorry if I'm mispronouncing that. I want something worth dying for, but the modern world has nothing to offer. What to do? Well, uh, I, I never know if you're how, how what the level of sincerity there is. But assuming sincerity, you know, it's up to each individual to find purpose. Uh, in their lives and and find something that gives you reason to get up every day and to do the things that you do. And I know that's easier said than done a lot of the time. Yeah. But I think at a bare minimum, we all have to maintain that there is, there's a reason you were put here. There's a reason that, that you're here now. There's a reason you're in other people's lives. It's not always clear what that is, but I think that you have to maintain faith that that's true and you got to find it. That's, that's the purpose. for. That sounds uh, religious. Uh, yeah, I do think people are put here for a reason. Not that there's not, that's not to say that like there's one defined reason that you have to pursue and you are destined to pursue necessarily. But I think that, um, I think you're put here for a reason for sure. That that gets, that's, uh, kind of at the base of everything I, I believe about natural rights as well. I think you kind of have to, um, you have to maintain a lot of that to maintain the objective moral framework that I've tried to set up if you don't then you start getting into the weird territory of like hey the only reason murder's wrong is because 51 percent of people say it's wrong no thanks if i have to be team god to get out of that one then i'm team god for sure <laughs> yeah. uh Redicus says isn't the bloody tampon that was saying uh how many rapists must we kill until men stop raping on oh isn't that the bloody tampon that asked how many rapists must we kill until men stop raping on Aussie TV. Yeah, the that is the, the gingerish lady. The Maybe. I, I don't know. She's pretty established. She has a relatively large Twitter account. I don't know what her history is. That uh, this is a stable genius that definitely shouldn't. 
shouldn't be sent to a camp to concentrate. Disavow. You you should work on Bernie Sanders' campaign. It sounds like. Also, but she really needs some time to think and and concentrate. That's, that's really what <laughs> she can about. be re-educated. She can be redeemed. <laughs> also, the boogaloo is my new favorite sounder. I did not actually pull it out to use on demand, but I probably should. Uh, Seamus from Freedom Tunes doing the the Ben Shapiro routine talking about the boogaloo is a is a pretty classic piece of sound. Yeah. Uh, El Jefe says, Matt and I once made love. I rubbed the tip of my arrowhead on his tight end, <laughs> ran it into the end zone. Go Chiefs Kingdom. Too bad we can't revisit the rematch of Super Bowl four, Skag. Uh, yes, it would have been a sweet Super Bowl matchup, but this matchup looks like a good one too, assuming the 49ers are still winning. I don't know. I haven't looked. Uh, and congratulations. Uh, and S- Sid Bahamut says, knife crime, I think you mean cultural enrichment. Well, I'm not commenting on the demographic breakdown. That's up to you, Mr. Hate Speaker. Uh, you, you want to check in over on YouTube? I sure do. Started. Um, Polaris589. <laughs> Jews used to make up the professional, the bulk of professional basketball players. Now the NBA is mostly black. <laughs> we took basketball. We can now take Israel. <laughs> is, that, is that the narrative of the black Hebrew Israelites? <laughs> Maybe. Uh, Zach Coggins. I have MLK day off tomorrow. Oh. So I figured we'd stay up with my uh, favorite podcast duo. I'm getting some drawings done too. On that note, do either of you guys engage in any artistic endeavors? Interesting that you ask about that because mm. I love talking about myself and I am a very accomplished artist. Not really, but I do. Paint. I've seen your paintings. I think they're, I think they're pretty good objectively speaking, but I'm not a great art critic. Um, you can check them out on Gab. Um, I've got a few up there, but yeah, I like to draw with charcoals too. What mm. about you? Uh, I'm not artistically inclined, which is interesting because my dad uh, is was actually a professional illustrator. Yeah, but he's I am no not, joke. I've seen some of his illustrations there. Pretty much, he's more or less retired these days. But uh, but yeah, um, I I'm not a great art artistic person. I tried for a while to play music. We did play like at some bars around town and stuff like that. But you I play never, the guitar. Yeah, uh, but you know, I I just I realized that like. To get genuinely good, you have to devote so much time so to much it. Time. Yeah. And also you have to have some natural talent. And I was lacking in like, you know, uncommon talent and time. So I more or less have just yeah. gotten rid of that. I mean, I could still pick up a guitar and like play basic things, but I'm not going to, you know, it's not like I'm going to do some, some, I'm not going to shred some solo or something like that. Yeah. That's how I was at the cello. I was like, I'm not very talented is the thing. Yeah. I, you know. These days, I mostly just do the YouTube stuff, and then um, then I just try to stay active as a person, and and I don't know to like turn my brain off. I, I play video games. That's that's oh, my yeah. thing. I mostly just cry and do medical research. That's what I, <laughs> <laughs> I Google myself and look up what diseases I have on WebMD. So yeah. much time spent doing that. I did that a bunch today. Um, this is iBotPN. Big donation. Thank you so much. Oh, How well, did thanks. you feel when Britain told you that a woman couldn't get elected president? <laughs> Like we'll that's find the, out soon. the most base thing I've ever heard. Too bad it's not true. Um, yeah, I was going to say he's probably your candidate now if it was true. No, he's saying a woman can't get elected president. That's not true, unfortunately. He didn't oh, say a I woman see. shouldn't, shouldn't get elected which president. would be your candidate. Yes, he'd yeah. be my guy, except for some other reasons. Um, JV Dude 9061, it was difficult to jerk it to the DNC debate <laughs> without Marianne or Tulsi there, but I powered through. Hope you guys are proud. Was it that stuttering? That stuttering just, oh, yeah. Talk more, Joe. Tell me more, Joe. Ugh. 
I don't even remember what Joe Biden said in this debate. We'll get to that in a moment. Incoherent. It was his most incoherent debate, perhaps. Hmm. Uh, Robert Franklin, to those in Virginia tomorrow, keep your eyes open and your head on a swivel. Do not yeet unless yeeted upon. Know your target yeah. and beyond. Good luck and God bless. JL, what's worse, paying a hooker for sex or donating tons of money to e-thoughts for basically nothing in return? Um, is that like, uh, is that a slight on me because you did just donate money to us? Or are you talking about the other e-thoughts? Because they're you. all whores. Yeah. All those. But not you. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, <laughs> for basically nothing in return. It depends on what on what e-thought. Probably donating to e-thoughts is the worst is the worst investment, but the hooker thing is way more immoral. So who are you asking? JL, but thanks for the donation. <laughs> Thank you. Boogeyman917 says, I doubt it. Mm. Um, okay, Kevin Flanagan. Um, congrats, Snow Ape. Your Discord finally got a thousand uses of a certain word that starts with the, the letter N. Unfortunately, 45% come from a single user. Lots of people it's, not it's... pulling their... Yeah, I assume that's you. I didn't know you can count word usage on Discord, yeah. but I'm not a great Discord mind. Thank uh, last you for one the, for uh, right insult. now. We will uh, circle back. Fat Hooligan, hey, Blonde, best of luck with your new channel. Keep doing what you're doing. Whether you believe it or not, you're a force for good and reason in this world. Matt, you're okay, too, I guess. <laughs> Peace. Oh, thank you so much, because uh, I've been struggling morally with some of my previous content recently hmm. that I don't know if I should take down. You know, Rush V unpublished all of his books about game, including game that he just put out. Uh, I'm a, there's certainly videos on my channel that I've said things I no longer agree with. Some strongly. Some are like the total opposite of opinion of what I now hold. I, I don't believe uh, personally that I would take them down because I think it's important to consider why your mind has changed. Um, well, I don't know I, that I, I disagree work. with anything. Like my Brenton Tarrant video is really the one that I struggle with the most and I still keep it up. But like before I'm going to bed at night, I'm like, was this immoral? I saw it circulating in a legitimate national socialist gap group talking about how we need to reclaim the West. And I was like, Oh, I do not like that. I, I named that... him and told everybody to read his manifesto and then read also... excerpts of it. Yeah. But you did it with the, the same perspective that I share, which is I want to know why these things happen in the world. I want to know what the motivating factors are. Yeah. And but I think what that's if important. That does if the notoriety really does inspire people to do things like this. I don't think that question's ever going to be answered as objectively true or false. I think that each person has to make their own judgment on yeah. that. Uh, I see what you're saying, though. It's not necessary. We're making a distinction. I'm, I'm talking about, or we're talking about different things. I'm talking about things I've said in the past that I disagree with intellectually. Mm -hmm. You're talking about the moral implications of sharing information. Yeah. And I tend to, I mean, as I've always said, I, I tend to believe that we should pursue the truth for its own sake and let the chips fall where they may. And yeah. I think that that's mostly what that is. Yeah, you're probably right about that, but I don't know. Uh, it's tough. It's tough. Sure. All right, we'll uh, back I, to this. I did open up the uh, treasure chest over on DLive on Sundays. I'm just going to do that at random, you guys. So uh, tune in, and, and hopefully you can get a little uh, little reward over on DLive. And um, Elk Eichmann123, I don't even know how to say that name, <laughs> says, send, uh, send countries actually 
that actually love America, American fast food. That's true. How did he get all the uh, McDonald's or whatever he was eating? I don't know. To get to that size? It's kind of remarkable. That makes me think that maybe he has like a, a legitimate health issue. He's one of the, he actually has a, a, a glandular yeah. problem. Yeah. It's genetic. Maybe. Yeah, of course. I don't know. He's, he's the one guy. Yeah. Anyway. More convinced if he were Somalian or something, but Iraqi, it's pretty bad. Yeah. I thought the uh, Democratic debate was mostly well summarized by this post here. So it was four millionaires, three people over 76 white people and zero minorities told us all about how wealth is bad. Diversity is good. And they are the party of tomorrow and the youth <laughs> that I mean, the outside of this fight between Warren and Bernie, the whole thing was really boring. And, uh, but it, but it, <laughs> the Bernie Warren fight itself is not boring at all. Uh, the competing interpretations of it are quite fascinating. I think, I mean, I don't see this as anything but coordination between Elizabeth Warren and CNN to try to oust or or at least damage Bernie Sanders, who of course is surging, not just nationally, but critically in Iowa and New Hampshire. There are a lot of coincidences here that just happen to work against Bernie Sanders. Once again, just like they did with CNN in 2016. Right. I'm not a Bernie bro. I don't want Bernie Sanders to be president. I think he is an actual communist who has actual communists on his staff. He's still getting a raw deal in this case. And I understand why Bernie bros are pissed. I would be too. Yeah. So the timeline here is this on Monday, this story comes out in CNN headline, Bernie Sanders told Elizabeth Warren in private 2018 meeting that a woman can't win. Sources say interesting how sources say is always the latter right. part is headline with certainty sketchy citation okay uh according to the story bernie and warren met at warren's dc apartment in december 2018 to discuss their potential candidacies they agreed not to attack each other if they both ran according to the story they also discussed how to best take on president donald trump and warren laid out two main reasons she be- she believed she would be a strong candidate she could make a robust argument about the economy and earn broad support from female voters Sanders responded that he did not believe that a woman could win. That's the phrasing. I don't believe a woman. So could we win. have no evidence that he actually said this. Except no, no, for, oh. tons of evidence. Oh yeah. <laughs> CNN confirmed the story based on the accounts of four people, two people Warren spoke with directly soon after. So Warren told people after the fact who then told CNN and are not named. So you're the talking old, about uh, Christine Blasey Ford defense. I yeah. See. And two people familiar with the meeting. I tend to read that phrasing critically. If they said two people who were at the meeting, two people in attendance. Those are just people that got told about the meeting. Yes. So I basically four people that Warren told. Sounds so no like evidence it is what you're telling me. Correct. Like nothing beyond hearsay in addition to Elizabeth Warren's own testimony. But of course, Elizabeth Warren has a obvious political motive to make these claims. Anyway, uh, Warren also denies leaking this information to CNN. No, it wasn't me. It wasn't my campaign. There's a story in media I hear that outlines the theory that maybe some political journalists who could be some of the sources that CNN is talking to are the ones who leaked it. That's possible based on some of the information they present here. I have a hard time believing that Elizabeth Warren was not involved in any way, that she just sat back and, uh, oh, wow, it's weird that all this happened right when I need it to to happen uh, at a politically convenient time. All of this is the setup for the debate on, uh, what was it, Tuesday night last week. 
CNN drops the bomb on Bernie during the debate. They ask him uh, <laughs> why he said, so Abby Phillip, the CNN moderator, Abby Phillip, asked uh, Bernie why he said this. Bernie flatly denied the accusation. And then, and then uh, Abby Phillip turns straight to Warren and asks her what she thought when Bernie said a woman couldn't win. And then Warren used the moment to, um, to grandstand about winning as a woman politician. And then they had kind of had this like weird nursing home style debate about who actually has beaten Republican incumbents and when, but this, this was the exchange. CNN reported yesterday that, and Senator Sanders, Senator Warren confirmed in a statement that in 2018, you told her that you did not believe that a woman could win the election. Why did you say that? Well, as a matter of fact, I didn't say it. Anybody knows me knows that it's incomprehensible that I would think that a woman could not be president of the United States. Go to YouTube today. There's a video of, the, of me 30 years ago talking about how a woman could become president of the United States. Senator Sanders, I do want to be clear here. You're saying that you never told Senator Warren that a woman could not win the election. That is correct. Senator Warren, what did you think when Senator Sanders told you a woman could not win the election? <laughs> I disagreed. Can a woman beat Donald Trump? Look at the men on this stage. Collectively, they have lost 10 elections. The only people on this stage who have won every single election that they've been in are the women, Amy so and true. me. And the only person on this stage who has beaten an incumbent Republican any time in the past 30 years is me. Just to set the record straight, I defeated an incumbent Republican uh, running for Congress. When? 1990. That's how I won, beat a Republican <laughs> congressman. It's like, who Number gives two. a shit? Of course, I, I don't think there's any debate up here. What, wasn't it 30 years ago? I beat an incumbent that was a lot of Republican <laughs> congressman. And I said, I was the only one who's beaten an incumbent yeah. Republican in 30 years. Well, 30 years ago is 1990, as a matter of fact. Well, thank you. 30 but years ago is... I don't know that that's the major issue of the day. 1990, that is correct. That's good math. Oh, my God. It's like watching people fight at a nursing home. So note that Abby Phillip, you can't just say, oh, okay, it was weird, bad phrasing in one instance, because note that Abby Phillip actually did it twice. She presumed and just took it for granted that Bernie had actually said this twice. Are they twice. trying to say that was unintentional? No, I'm just saying there's no possible way to be charitable and no. say like, oh, she just phrased it weirdly. So she both said it. She both said, uh, both presumed this to be true in asking Warren and saying, what did you think when Bernie said this? But she also asked Bernie that same way in the first place. Uh, she asked him, hey, why did you say that? It was reported this week that you said this. Why did you say that? So two times CNN is running with this as fact when in fact it is not demonstrated fact. And then, you know, just to Elizabeth Warren's prepared grandstanding on this point, wow, you beat a Republican in Massachusetts. Congratulations. What a hero. You're such a, you're such a, a savvy politician. You're so skilled. I can't believe it. Good for you. You're a Democrat in, in Massachusetts who won. Unbelievable. The, <laughs> then CNN, so it's not just the moderator here. CNN analyst uh, Jess McIntosh is talking right after the debate. They're breaking down uh, winners and losers and who said what. And she says, well, Bernie's big mistake is that 
He doesn't realize this isn't a he said, she said. CNN has confirmed the story, so it's true. He can't deny it. That is scandalous. Yeah. And I think what Bernie forgot was that this isn't a he said, she said story. This is a reported out story that CNN was part of breaking. So to have him just flat out say no, I think wasn't wasn't nearly enough to address that for the women watching. That's some circular logic right there. Like, we broke the story, so we know it's true because we broke it. We've never misreported a thing in the entire world. Just ask Nick Sandman. Yeah, really? Oh, that and then uh, and then, of course, after the debate was this moment, because uh, everybody's watching live, they see the candidates sort of talking to each other. Originally, we had no audio and we just see Bernie go in for a handshake and Elizabeth Warren refuses. And then everyone's wondering, "Ooh, that looked tense. What were they saying? Live from the Democratic debate in Des Moines, Iowa. This was it. The last time Americans will hear the Democratic candidates all on stage together, hearing them debate before the first votes are cast 20 days from now caucuses in 20 days six candidates on stage okay so everyone's wondering what did they say what did they say Ooh, it looked it looked really tense and then a day later anderson cooper reports on cnn he comes out and says cnn has obtained the audio as oh. though they just found it from a inside source they had or something like that no these the mics were on they had the recording they chose yeah. to publish the recording and then they further spin it in Elizabeth Warren's favor, which, as we'll discuss in a moment, this makes Warren look even worse in my mind. But they they try to spin it in the reporting as though she's the good guy. Even without the sound, the moment did not look like a warm and friendly encounter. But without actually knowing what was said, it was impossible to know for sure. Tonight, CNN is the first to obtain the audio, and we're going to play it for you shortly. First to obtain. You called me a liar on national TV. I think you called me a liar on national TV. Let's not do it right now. You want to have that discussion? We'll have that discussion. You called me. You told me. All right, let's not do it now. I don't want to get in the middle, but I just want to say hi, Bernie. Yeah, good. Okay. She walked away without a handshake after intentionally trying to de-escalate the fight earlier in the debate. Bernie is my friend, and I am not here to try to fight with Bernie. After intentionally trying to de-escalate, what the hell are you talking about? In all likelihood, she participated in the publishing of this story. At least she's standing by, uh, or at least she's uh, enjoying benefit of this story. And she's using it to uh, stand on a platform for several minutes. You talk about, oh, she said, Bernie's my friend. Yeah, then at three minutes, for three minutes after that, she talks about how Bernie's perspective is wrong and a woman can win and shock of shock, she's just the woman to get it done. She politically maximized the whole thing at best, if I'm being charitable. At worst, she planted this bomb with CNN's coordination. Man, I, the media is just rallying behind her. She's definitely their candidate. I mean, we can all agree on that. And it, they all seem to think this is going to work in her favor. I don't yeah. see it. I mean, even politics aside, journalistically speaking, you have some serious ethical questions about publishing that audio. I don't know what candidate would ever trust CNN now when they might just put that audio out there when it's supposed to be, you know, the mics aren't hot. Or I guess what's their defense that's newsworthy now? Or it just seems very politically convenient. It seems like all of these things line up to try to try to push Warren uh, as their candidate. Um, And and the other thing I want to say too, to Warren's claim, you called me a liar. Well, if Warren really had nothing to do with the story, I don't see how there's any way to interpret Bernie's comments as calling her a liar. Bernie's saying the story is false. It's false, yeah. He didn't say, Warren gave you the story, Warren told you a lie, you pushed the lie. 
-hmm. And she just immediately jumps to, you called me a liar. He never did, and he didn't even implicitly call her a liar. It That only works, that accusation only works if you treat Elizabeth Warren and the story as one and the same. And if she has no involvement in its leaking and publication, how does she get to that conclusion? I mean, I fear, I think that she was clearly in cahoots with the moderator. I mean, don't you think that they probably discussed how they were going to approach this before the debate? Well, just to recap, I mean, this seems like a repeat of Donna Brazil in 2016, yeah. that, that sort of coordination. So the story is leaked and published by CNN the day before the debate. You have the timing element. Funny, CNN just so happens to host the last debate before Iowa. Keep in mind the DNC schedules and arranges all of these things. And we know the DNC and CNN have coordinated in the past. That's not tinfoil. That's demonstrated. Remember Donna Brazil said the emails were both stolen and fake. How? To Megyn Kelly. Like a thief in the night. You never forget. Yeah. yeah. And then it's not, so if it was just the moderator, maybe you can say like a ah, stupid rogue moderator who maybe is pro Warren. It's not just the moderator though. It's the Anderson Cooper report that spun it for Warren. It's the post-debate analyst who said, this isn't a he said, she said, it's fact. It's the moderator herself. It's everybody on CNN who funny happens to get in line for this pro Warren message and this pile on, on Bernie that is absolutely nonsensical, but we're all supposed to believe it's organic yeah. and it's, it just worked out this way. And this is actually, actually the truth uh this this reeks and I, I i guess i just didn't see the circumstance before but given what happened last time around i think good honest democrats if that's not a contradiction in terms but d democrats who are mad about what happened last time around with the rigging of this of the of the whole primary season against bernie sanders mm -hmm. allowing cnn after that last time to have the final debate before votes are actually cast that's a sketchy move. Should have yeah. never happened. Yeah. But it, but that's the case that we're in. Anyway, um, so all the all the CNN analysts are saying, uh, good good for Warren. Oh, Bernie's in real trouble because he's denying what is uh, demonstrably true. I I actually think that was the moment that the Warren campaign died. I think she will oh. face massive backlash. That is. Oh, my, I don't. Uh, I don't think so. I you mean, don't think so? Wouldn't we already be hearing about it? This happened what on Tuesday? The polling is a little bit behind. But, How behind? Um, I don't think that it's going to be it's going to be catastrophic for her campaign. Well, she's firmly in third place nationally, and I was looking at Iowa and New Hampshire polling as well. So there, national polls, aggregate, uh, national polling aggregations do show a dip of about a point and a half, actually almost two points since the debate. So she hasn't turned it around nationally from that performance. Granted, we're only talking about a week's worth of polls, so we'll see how that works out. But even in Iowa. Uh, even last week before this, she was slipping. She's firmly in fourth place. According to Real Clear Politics polling aggregation for New Hampshire, she's also barely holding on to third place uh, in that state, and she's had a half a point slip since the debate. Mm. Biden has a firm grip on Nevada. Biden has a firm grip on South Carolina. Those are the first four states. Warren doesn't have a clear path in a single one of them. I think we could be looking at a, a real case where she doesn't win a single state if she stays in until Super Tuesday. She has a chance. Yeah, but that's a month I think out. People are gonna people are gonna rally behind her. I don't think so. I think I, I'm. I don't. I wouldn't underestimate the loyalty to Bernie. Like the Bernie people are fierce, as we'll see in a moment. Yeah. They're fiercely loyal to their guy. She's got the woman thing though. Although they, just, they have been screwed before, so they might be extra motivated. And just her history of 
ridiculous lies. Like this is the yeah. Indian lady. This is the I was fired for being pregnant lady. This is the my dad was a janitor lady. Now she suddenly has claims that Bernie went out totally out of character and said some sexist nonsense. I mean, what do you think? About, do you think it's a straight up lie or do you think it was misrepresented? Like I could see a situation where Bernie said something like, <sighs> Trump will attack women more harshly and it will be difficult for women to beat him because of that. Straight Something like lie. that. Yeah. I think it's straight up lie. Yeah. Could be. I wouldn't put it past her. She has a lot of straight up lies yeah. in her life. Yep. Anyway, I, I don't see a path for Warren. I, I like I said, I, I'll be, we, we might be in a spot where she doesn't win even a single state, which would be an absolute disaster for her campaign, but yeah. we'll find out soon. Yeah. The only other thing I wanted to talk about with the debate was uh, Tom Steyer's weird closing statement. Yeah. So Tom Steyer is, uh, of course, one of the self-financed billionaires who uh, traded his life's fortune for, uh, well, he spent a gazillion dollars for apparently every minute of TV in Iowa, and uh, he's pulled a measly 2.5% in exchange for uh, all of his riches. Anyway, he had this to say in his closing statement. We'll see if we can make sense of it. I played team sports my entire life. And as far as I'm concerned, the American people are my teammates. And if there's one thing I will not permit, it is someone to run down the field and kick my teammate in the face. And that is exactly what I've seen over the last seven years, traveling around this country, seeing these Republicans led by Mr. Trump basically kicking the American people in the face. If I'm going to be a good teammate to you and give you absolutely everything without any compromise, I need the support of you on caucus night so I can turn around and together we can take back this country and together we can save the world. Save the world. Save the world. Tom Steyer. Yeah. That's going to uh, be appealing, though. I don't think that most people are going to think it, it's as weird as, as we do. Because isn't I, that at the heart of, of being a Democrat right now? Just like blind idealism. Maybe. I mean, maybe I just thought too critically about the weird shit he's saying. Yeah. Because, like, first of all, what sport are you playing where people are running across the field and kicking each other in the face? Maybe incidentally in soccer or Drunk something like soccer. that? Yeah. But purposefully assaulting people. Okay. Never seen it, but... Um, I don't know where you played sports, but I guess so, Tom. And then just his weird team analogy. Like, if, okay, um, the American people are your teammates, but also fuck half of you who are Republicans. You're destroying yeah. the country. What? I thought we were all teammates, regardless of whether you agree or not. Uh, and how is that different from kicking half the country in the face metaphorically by saying their political worldview is evil or damaging or whatever? And then, <laughs> like, a good teammate... Uh, he says, I, I will pledge to give, I'll be a good teammate and give you everything you want. I thought good teammates make compromises and sacrifices right, and work together. In They're not of, just obsequious yeah. servants. Uh, you know, it's like, since when about? does a good, like we're going to be good teammates and we're going to throw the ball to that guy every play because he's the one with the most hurt feelings. And it doesn't matter if our team loses and the other team just stops us. Cause he's the easy. most disabled. Yeah. How is that good Everybody teammate? Everybody kick the ball to wheelchair gym over there. Anyway, I just take uh, enjoyment knowing that somewhere Kamala Harris is uh, sitting there listening to Tupac and smoking weed and <laughs> shaking her head thinking, I can't believe I lost to these guys, but she did. I hope she is smoking weed. I like that image. <laughs> and that's enough Bernie sympathy for now because I want to get back to 
making fun of Bernie as the communist that he is, or at least likely, at least the communist this isn't his in, fault either, in though. his ranks. I, I, I do think that's fair. I'm not going to say that he's directly responsible for this guy. But, well, we'll get to what I think is important about this in a moment. But James O'Keefe is, of course, at it again. And uh, this time he has infiltrated Bernie Sanders campaign staff in Iowa, releasing uh, videos this week that feature one Kyle Jurek. This is a field organizer for Bernie Sanders campaign in Iowa. Jurek uh, in these videos describes his desires for violence against enemies of the revolution and what to do with those who resist. As I mentioned, this, this guy is just a pure meme. He's like, if you had to make a cartoon of a Bernie supporter, uh, to make fun of them, this is who he would be, except for he's real. It's a, it's a little bit of a lengthy clip, so if you want to stop me at any point, let me know. The only thing that works, the only thing that fascists understand is violence. So the only way that you can confront them is with violence. So if Trump gets reelected, what? Getting cities burned. I mean, we don't have a lot of time left. We have to save, like, human civilization. Save the world, like Tom Steyer. <laughs> We're willing to go above and beyond what the law says is acceptable. Like, oh, free speech, yeah. Like, they try to be like, you know, oh, you're a victim, or you're you're against free speech. No, we're not against free speech. We're against hate speech. And if your speech, free, free speech is something that, like, these people shouldn't exist, then I don't give a if it's free speech or not, you don't need it. Like, free speech has repercussions, and you deserve a violent reaction. Because, like, that's it's just not an acceptable thing. It's not acceptable. With who, though? Who, who's he going to throw down with? Billionaire class. Media. Walk into that MSNBC studios, drag those up by their hair, and light them on fire in the streets. What are we going to do with those people that resist the change? In Cuba, what do they do to reactionaries? You want to fight against the revolution? You're going to die for it, <laughs> motherfucker. We're going to yeah, remove okay. you and put you in Siberia, where you learn the f***ing value of like being a comrade. That's what it has to be. Like Our prisons in the United States right now are far worse. Far worse than anything that they experienced in Gulag. People get raped. People fucking work 12 hours a day. People have to go fight fires in California for a dollar. Super fucked up. The Soviet Union didn't do that shit. You're not going to get Bernie to say Gulags, but like, I'm all aboard for Gulags. Like, I, I, I feel as though there needs to be re education for a significant portion of our society. There's a lot of me's in the Bernie campaign. Sometimes I get up and I feel pretty, pretty authoritarian. Uh, and sometimes I get up and I and I you know I, I feel normal like my libertarian self. One thing I say is if you if you can't handle me at my most communist, you don't you don't deserve me at my most uh, libertarian. <laughs> yeah, we want libertarian gulags, compassionate ones. What don't you understand? People were getting murdered in gulags. What is he talking about? <laughs> no, that was all CIA propaganda. Never mind that there were actually you know high-profile books written by the people who survived uh yeah and then yeah. there were forced labor camps where people died all the time and th- and that's it's like even if i were to grant the point that there's even some level of comparability between u.s prisons and gulags broadly speaking granted with some exception but broadly speaking who's in u.s prisons criminals people who did you bad did stuff who's yeah. in gulags thought criminals people right. with the wrong opinions people who are a intellectual threats to the state okay I did what really resonated with me that he said is that I wake up 
and I'm feeling authoritarian. <laughs> but sometimes I feel like my libertarians, I've heard that and I was like, huh, maybe I've gone too far in this direction. Cause I'm, I am meeting some of these people back in the center here. I see. Uh, Ooh. A, a few things about his commentary too. I mean, just the irony of, of calling for blood. So he's, the Nazis are bad. They call for violence against broad classes of people. Also, broad classes of people I don't like should face violence right. and violent correction. Yeah. And then he says to claim, so he says, it's not free speech to say that, um, that groups of people shouldn't exist. Well, first of all, nobody's saying that. Even the like ethno-nationalists that I know, they and, and even people on the left, people on the left and the right who are into these issues, shall we say, they talk about segregation, whether it's voluntary. Often they talk about voluntary segregation. Nobody that I'm aware of is like, this group of people should not exist. That's a weird statement to make. And two, even if they were making that statement, that's still an opinion. Right. If you're saying, let's make a plan to eliminate this group of people. I don't know. Let's make a plan to send them to gulags, for example. That would be a good one. Uh, if you have an, even the opinion that people should be sent to gulags, I still think his speech there is protected speech. Until he starts making a plan to actually kick the doors and round people up, that's where yeah. you draw the line. Yeah, I agree. I mean, but I'm also kind of sympathetic to the Sanders campaign because I'm sure they have no idea that anybody's. Well, I don't want to say that, that nobody's talking like this because he is pretty much a communist. I won't He go, must know that this is who... He admits to being a communist, yeah. yeah. If And if you can't handle him at his most libertarian... No, I'm talking about Bernie Sanders. Oh, oh, I see. Um, uh, he has to know this is the kind of person that's following him for obvious reasons. He also has a deep reverence for uh, Soviet-era communism. Bernie so, does, yeah. Yeah, I mean, so it stands to reason. But then I don't want to make this argument like, well, because of your associations, I blame, I blame you. But that no. is, he's a, he's has an ideological perspective that's clearly going to draw this kind of of person. Yeah, I will say that. Uh, okay, so first of all, I, generally, I try to be as sympathetic as possible in cases where people are being recorded without their knowledge. Even on this show, we're talking shit all the time. We're saying off the wall stuff. We're saying what comes to our mind on a moment's notice. If you say one thing that's weird, even if it's really weird, like, you know, gulags were actually practically luxury resorts. Okay. That's fine. Like people say weird stuff. We've said weird stuff on the show. However, yeah. To have repeated ongoing calls for, or at least fantasization of violence, that's that's quite a step beyond what even... Except this on the right. Ever. Yeah, and that's the other point, is if it was Donald Trump or someone else's campaign who said, you know, the Nazis... Let's say Kevin Flanagan was found working for yeah. someone's campaign and said some of the stuff he says in the super chat... Do you think that that would be treated kindly or have any deniability? Of course, no, of not. course that, not. So that makes me think like, let's um, let's destroy them with their own standards. I think uh, that's fair. These are the standards they've set up. Yeah. I and, mean, these, these are Alinsky tactics that um, Project Veritas is employing. I, I agree with that. But he's also just a field organizer. So he's just like some some stupid, I, idealistic, millennial, drunk retard. Uh, he doesn't have a very important job. It's not like he was. No, he's making phone calls and knocking. He's organizing people making yeah. phone calls and knocking on doors. And knocking so. on doors. Yeah. He's not like Bernie's campaign manager or something like that. Yeah. So Project Veritas did kind of find like 
one guy. But I do think that he's probably representative. He of, says there's a lot of me's. There's a lot of me's. And who I knows think if he's it's probably accurate right about that. Yeah. And I, I will be clear in terms of maintaining consistency. I'm not going to sit here and say Bernie Sanders is directly responsible for this violent, like quasi violent guy, or at least this guy who thinks violence is cool. I think that this dude, guy IRL is a huge pussy. Come yeah. On. He's not going to do anything. Talk yeah. about throw down, drag out the billionaire okay. class and the yeah. MSNBC hosts. Yeah. Okay. I'm you sure. first dude. Yeah. I, I want to watch, but yeah, I, in fairness, um, in the same way that I don't think if someone goes out and does some attack and claims to have been inspired by, by Donald Trump, I would be critical of that unless Trump told him directly, go do this mm-hmm. in the same way. I have no evidence that Bernie said, um, like told him that this, that we should round people up and put them in gulags. So I will be fair in that regard, but I still want fairness in the coverage as well. This would never be, there would never be any excuse, uh, any excuses made if the politics were reversed. And also I think you can maybe blame Bernie a little bit for the reaction. Like, I, I don't know that he caused this guy to be this way, but this is now public knowledge in addition, I guess what, this guy got arrested and now he's released. What's the story here? Uh, yeah. So um, he was arrested on January 7th for pre- presumably DUI, driving while intoxicated, violating probation and possession of drug paraphernalia, which I didn't get any information on that, but I'm almost positive it's marijuana related, just judging by that person's face hmm. and beard situation uh, and how he was smoking that hand-rolled cigarette. I'm almost sure. Um, he was released on bail for that incident on Monday. So, yeah, I mean, it's okay. It's like pretty standard hippie crimes, I think. But they're still not firing him. As far as we know, he has had run-ins with the law. He's talked about putting people in gulags. Yeah. And they're just treating this like this is a non-issue. And they were not going to address it. So this Iowa state director and the Iowa co-field director, both locked their Twitter accounts. Um, Homeboy who got busted here. He deleted his Twitter account. And then at, I think this was some sort of town hall meeting or something, uh, Bernie Sanders campaign aide dismissed this as political gossip on Wednesday. So okay. I hadn't heard anything about this. I was like, I don't think that they even addressed this publicly. Um, but they were asked about it. And this person, uh, the Iowa State director that put her Twitter account on private, said that Iowans don't care about political gossip in a protected tweet posted by Project Veritas president and self-described guerrilla journalist, uh, James Oki. Um, More specifically, this is what the tweet said. "Uh, The hundreds of thousands of Iowans we've talked to uh, in this caucus season don't care about political gossip. They care about making healthcare a human right, taking on climate change, making college affordable, and ending endless wars. That's our focus. Um, Well, it's not gossip. Like, it's demonstrated, demonstrated, recorded evidence. It's not hearsay. Yeah. That's kind of weird. You can debate its significance, but to call it gossip is just. Uh, yeah. I mean, wrong. so it seems like their reaction is to like not talk about it. And then everybody just locked down your Twitter account. <laughs> everybody just shut the hell up. Shut yeah. up. Yeah. Fair enough. But you'd think, I don't know. I guess I'm a little, little critical of the decision to retain him as far as we know. Yeah. This guy is <laughs> clearly a liability for you at this oh, point. People are saying it was weed and pills. I believe that. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, we got two more things to talk about. We got a little bit of uh, impeachment news. I know you're looking forward uh, to it. And then we got, don't worry, scalp swastika update. The truth is out there after that. Do you want to take a, a break or just power through? Let's power through. How's that? Okay. 
So, uh, well, we mentioned last weekend that Nancy Pelosi had finally decided to end her stupid delay charade and she was going to send the articles over to the Senate. She did, in fact, uh, do that. She also announced seven Democrats who will serve as managers for the trial. These are basically the, uh, the prosecutors. And in somewhat of a surprising political move, she did not pick, say, swing district or moderate Democrats to try to get any Republican appeal. She picked a crew headed by Adam Schiff and Jerry Nadler. So we're going to get more of that show. And Nancy, of course, maintained her somberness. It's a very somber occasion. She signed these articles uh, with her commemorative pens. She had many golden commemorative pens. And she did this somberly. And then she somberly appeared on Bill Maher's show to somberly give him a fist bump on Friday night. I'm sort of looking at it. Thank you so much for waiting till we got back on the air before you started the impeachment. <laughs> that deserves a oh fist bump. Thank you. Oh, geez. Okay, and so now it moves over to the Senate officially. Senators were sworn in by Chief Justice John Roberts on Friday, so it is officially underway, actually. Uh, But in terms of anything actually happening, the trial is set to begin on Tuesday. It will run six days a week, Monday through Saturday, until it's over. I know you'll be tuning in each and every day. Oh, yeah. I think it's like five hours a day. It's like afternoon uh, activities, basically. Mitch McConnell at this point remains undecided about witness testimony, but Trump's legal team, his defense team, is set. It will include, uh, I should know how to pronounce this name, but I don't. Is it Pat Cipollone? Uh, yeah, sure. It's White House counsel, uh, Jay Sekulow, Trump's personal lawyer. The team also includes Ken Starr, you'll recall from uh, Lewinsky investigation fame, and uh, Robert Ray as well. I think that's one of Starr's assistants. And uh, Alan Dershowitz. Why uh, Alan Dershowitz? God. If he doesn't get Epstein before. <laughs> why would he do that? I don't know. But he's, he, apparently he has a minimal role in all of this. Uh, it's unclear. He's He's not like one of the lead guys, apparently. You might enjoy this moment, at least, even though you're horribly bored by all of this. But, of course, the unclarity in the Senate has we don't know exactly what's going to happen in terms of witness testimony and how this thing's going to play out. Reporters are obviously questioning senators all over Capitol Hill. Martha McSally, senator from Arizona, responded to CNN reporter Manu Raju by calling him a liberal hack and refusing to answer his question. Senator McSally, should the Senate consider new evidence as part of the impeachment trial? Man, you're a liberal hack. I'm not talking to you. You're not going to comment, Senator? You're a liberal hack. <laughs> that's, uh, that's future Senator Blonde right there. Yeah, it really. seems about what? right. What? I would never go into politics. Uh, Chris Cuomo was all mad about this. You know, this is a great outrage. This is more demonization of the media, yada, 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 whatever. Um. But so the big the big story here is, uh, of course, as the Senate trial gets set to get underway, new scandals, of course, Imagine that. emerge. I, there are new scandals. There's always a new scandal whenever you think this thing is winding down. I should have had the foresight to see this coming before. But I now realize how naive it was to think that Republicans are simply going to dismiss these charges. And maybe just maybe Congress would move on to doing things that Americans care about or that actually impact the lives of Americans. Now, we're going to get investigation and manufactured scandal for all time, or at least as long as uh, these particular Democrats remain in power. 
So the first story this week, and I don't know if they're in chronological order or not, but uh, the first story is this GAO report, the Government Accountability Office, which is a nonpartisan federal watchdog. They published a report saying Trump violated this uh, obscure 1974 federal law called the Impoundment Control Act. This is a Nixon-era law that limits the president's power to withhold congressionally allocated money. If he does withhold money that Congress has uh, directed for spending, he must get approval from Congress. So this is it. Trump broke the law. We've got him now. The orange man's going to be out this time. There are a few problems, though, for Democrats running with this. Um, First and foremost, Trump did, in fact, send the money to Ukraine. So that's kind of case closed on that. The money went where it was supposed to go. Two, the law itself actually provides a remedy. So within the law, it says that if the Trump, uh, that if the president refuses to spend money that was allocated by Congress, mm-hmm. you settle that in court. You settle that with a civil lawsuit. So uh, because this is just a dispute between the branches, yeah. the law itself is not like impeach him, remove him. He needs to go. It's like, yeah, just go to court. The courts will sort it out. Yeah. So yeah. one there's no issue to sort out because the money went there. Two, if there was an issue to sort out, you take it to court. You don't impeach. Um, third problem, none of this, of course, is actually in the impeachment charges that have been sent over to the Senate. So it doesn't really have a lot of bearing. Now, of course, some of their charges like abuse of power are so broad that almost anything could be used to substantiate that. And I say unfortunately because it doesn't necessarily substantiate the charges that went over there. But the reality is that might be fortunately. Why? Because maybe this is grounds to stir up a whole new charge and delay the whole thing even more. Um, the fourth the fourth problem for Democrats is th- it's not as though the GAO never accuses presidents of breaking the law. In fact, uh, apparently they did this seven times to Barack Obama. And I'm not saying, oh, that means Trump, everything d- Trump did is fine or perfect. I'm just saying our outrage is selective here. If we're saying this is an impeachable offense when the GAO accuses you of wrongdoing, uh, well, we might have to remove a lot of presidents in the future if we're going with this standard. So we'll see. We'll see if they try to run with this. What worries me about this is not that, Oh, like this will actually be some substantiation to remove the president. No, I don't think it is. What I think it could be in a worst case scenario is grounds for Democrats to start a whole new thing in the house to just start this thing up again or try um, to, yeah, try to prolong it. We'll continue doing this in a future presidency. That's really what people are most concerned about. Like, yeah, it's just going to go on. Is this going to be precedent, which it totally is. I mean, I just, I can't imagine doing this in every presidency. Well, it's only going to be for presidencies that the Democrats don't like. That's the good news. I don't know. Republicans <laughs> are going to feel compelled to... Um, retaliate i think yeah and i i won't blame them it'll also come down to a question of who holds what power you'll have to have a split in congress between mm-hmm. the congress and and uh, the presidency to have this effect yeah but yeah it's bad for the country it's bad for the country for us to be perpetually investigating uh the, for the government to perpetually perpetually investigate itself on our dime all of the time mm-hmm. congress is supposed to uh is supposed to work for you it's supposed to make your life better in the ideal world or at least leave you alone so that you can make your own life better. That's actually the ideal. We're all being robbed to finance this nonsense, to finance this show, this political show. And if just in case you can't get enough of the show, do you want a Michael Cohen too? I know the first, uh, the first movie was so good. Can't wait for the sequel, except for in this sequel, it's a guy who doesn't even actually have a formal relationship with the president. Uh. Lev Parnas. 
Lev Parnas is one of those Rudy Giuliani associates who was indicted in October on campaign finance charges. So he allegedly was organizing straw campaign donations. That is uh, so just basically giving illegal campaign donations as though they came from one person when in fact they came from another doing sketchy stuff with campaign finance. Well, that is still being resolved in court. He appeared on Rachel Maddow's show on Wednesday night claiming that while he was working with Rudy, he was telling Ukrainian officials they had to open a Biden investigation and Trump knew all of this and Trump had consented to all of it. The problem is that, again, this is third party information. So he's claiming, oh, yeah, Trump sent me on this this mission to Ukraine to go tell them they have to investigate Biden or else there'll be repercussions. And it was all corrupt. It's like, yeah, you worked through Rudy, dude. And maybe I'm not saying that that arrangement is awesome. I'm not saying Rudy is perfect, but we're dealing with yet another person who has been charged with a crime and all of a sudden maximizes his moment to try to oust Trump. And I'm supposed to and also doesn't have firsthand information or knowledge. And I'm supposed um, to just believe. If true, don't care. Also, do people really care about this? Even if it's true, I guess do I'd have you to hear. Care about it? I'd have to hear more about the specifics. Like if he, you know, in, I would care only if he could prove to me that Trump went to Ukraine and tried to get them to do things uniquely and specifically for his own personal political benefit, while he used taxpayer money as the carrot and or the stick to motivate that. I don't see any evidence of that, and I'm not inclined to take the testimony of a guy who could be heading to prison for his dishonesty. Uh, I'm not inclined to take that at face value. Yeah. So if he can prove it, sure. But <laughs> but he's not going to be able to because he doesn't even have direct knowledge. Still, Parnas is making the media rounds claiming that Senate Republicans are afraid of his testimony. He was on Anderson Cooper talking about how everyone's afraid to talk to him. If, if you really look at it, I should be their best witness. I should be their number one witness because I'm the one that got all the dirt, supposedly. Why aren't they calling me to the testify? If, why do they need Biden? Call me. Ask me what Biden did wrong. Do you think they're afraid of calling you? I think they're very afraid of me. I think they're afraid of me because I think they made a mistake by, you know, trying to uh, do what they did to me. If you could say anything to the president, what would you say? He needs to understand he's not a king. He needs to understand that there's a democracy. There's rules, you know, even if you don't like him. Yeah. Follow the rules, says guy potentially headed to prison for not following the rules. Okay. The other thing I want to emphasize here, we'll see how all of this plays out, but it's hard not to notice just the funny, convenient timeline of all of these things. We go back to the Mueller report. Oh, the Mueller report falls apart. We immediately transition to Ukraine and impeachment, right? They just, they, they butt up right against each other. You know what? Why is that timeline the way that it is now? Impeachment is looking like it's on its last gasps, whether they talk to witnesses or not. Funny new details come out, new scandals, but there's nothing here. That's actually new. The facts of what happened with that Ukrainian money have been known since it's August, September. That's the same information. We haven't had any new information. In, Lev Parnas in was, he, he uh, was indicted in October and he also had this information for that long. Why wasn't he going to the house to say, Hey, I have information relevant. Let me testify. Why yeah. is he suddenly demanding that he testify? Yeah. That's weird. What's the timing here? Why is it that every time the latest thing to get the orange man to fail immediately gets bolstered by some other thing that's going to come in right in the nick of time. 
That's why I, I realize how naive I was to think like, oh, this will just go away. No, it's never going to go away. <laughs> Ever. No. It's not. There's well, they needed something to, be... to replace Russia, didn't they? Yeah. Maybe, maybe they'll let the Ukraine thing go. But the point is, as soon as Ukraine lets go, they'll have some something other whistleblower else, right? who we can't name. They'll have some other made up scandal. It will be a forever distraction. Yeah. And these are the people who are sent there to make your life better, not maximize their own political opportunity. God, this is just uh, exhausting, but we'll see. We'll have more to talk about, I'm sure, as the Senate trial continues. Uh, okay, and the story of the week, maybe. At least I'm excited to talk about it. Because <laughs> uh, last week we discussed, of course, the the curious case of an elderly man who uh, who was living in assisted living in Toronto. And his nephew went to visit him and his nephew was shocked to discover a swastika drawn in marker on the sort man's of. scalp. It's kind of swastika ish. Do we yeah. have a picture of this up right now? I mean, yeah, I, I don't. Think and so. the happy face. <laughs> yeah. Plus remember there was another one reportedly on his back. Mm. So we, we went through the many conflicting statements in this story from facility staff and police and some from the family even to try to figure out this bizarre who done it. And uh Rebel Media apparently is also on the case. And so a rebel reporter went to the facility in question. The facility kicked him out and they would not allow staff to talk to him. But one resident did speak to him on a smoke break, and she says it was another resident who drew the swastika on uh, old Uncle Larry's scalp here. A resident who is described as a crackhead. The individual who is alleged to have done the magic marker drawings of the swastikas, he was arrested on Friday, so that's three days ago. But incredibly, police have not released his name. A resident here, Melanie, she came outside to have her smoking break. She even told me the name of the person who allegedly did the drawing on the back of Uncle Larry's head. Brandon is the man who drew the swastika. Oh, his name is Brandon. Yeah, no. Do you know his last name, ma'am? Costa. He just is a crackhead. Oh. Yeah, he like he he smokes his little globe thing in front of everybody and and shows us that like I get scared and I try to run Does away. Does that say resident? Like, what yeah. if I have to get uh, do something and I have to get tested for drugs? What what if I breathe that? So he lives what is here. This place? He just is. Uh, well, she describes it a little bit, and the way she describes it, it sounds like assisted living, not just for the elderly, but for people with certain medical conditions or even apparently drug addiction or other substance issues. She's like 40. And she says the guy who did it is very young also. So it, it is well, kind of interesting. I did the not know that. I thought this was an old folks home. The, I thought so too, but apparently not. And the context here is she's also kind of saying like, oh, that the Brandon guy who drew the swastika, he's really into drugs. Not me. I definitely don't do drugs. I'm very coherent as you can see. So, Take it with a grain of salt. I'm not sure I believe uh, what's her. I don't even know what her name is here. Uh, but if, I, I'm willing to believe this insofar as she's saying a resident did it. I bet that's probably true. Here, here's what she has to say. Delinquent. He's just a delinquent. 
Oh, he's not a staff member. That's why she's so upset and she doesn't want you to talk to us because she doesn't want people to know that uh, she had Brandon living here in, in the first place because it's really embarrassing. <laughs> Ma'am, what would motivate him to do such a thing? He's just nonsense. Like, he's not a normal person. Like, he's a crackhead and he uh, is, like, he's really young um of like my young minded and stuff and he's just too immature to understand that you don't go around uh, drawing on somebody with a sharpie right but does he openly smoke crack here at the home yeah he does do that <laughs> <laughs> okay it's a it's a home for crackheads and they allow the crackheads to smoke i guess but it's not a rehab facility i guess not she well it wouldn't be the because full... they would drug test you for sure and when she references that, she says, when he's doing that, I don't hang out because I think, what if I get drug tested? I can't breathe in your stuff. Oh, yeah. But then the question is, why isn't he being drug tested? Maybe that's what she's getting at. Maybe it's some, maybe he's like a weird crackhead with a connection to the people who run it. And so he's given some special treatment or something. That bitch is crazy, though. I'm, I'm inclined to believe the general testimony that it was a resident who did it. Yeah. I don't know why she would just make that up. But it does seem like she, like, if you listen to the whole interview, which is like nine or so minutes, she does give you more insight as to the nature of the facility. It sounds like they have two levels and one is more, has more assistance, which is where Uncle Larry lives. It's more like a, a nursing home kind of thing, I guess. And the other is more like apartments, she says. But she also just talks about how she avoids Brandon because he's doing drugs and I definitely don't do any drugs, not me. Sure. It's kind of like, okay. <laughs> There's also a part where she's out smoking a cigarette talking to the guy and staff member, a staff member walks by and tries to physically pull her in to get her to shut up. And she doesn't go along with it. She's like, I'm smoking a cigarette. I can't go Leave inside. Alone, There's yeah. a big sign right there. So, yeah. I mean, I believe the general things that she's saying. The specifics, you be the judge. But it seems, based on her description, it seems more likely than not that a resident, a crazy resident did it. It was not some weird staff member. Yeah. And I, we, so we pretty much got it right. I will sure. also say, you know, uh, a, a, a general apology to the family for sort of implicating. I mean, I'm sorry. I always consider the GoFundMe to be a little suspect. Um, and we don't know exactly what happened here, but I'm comfortable, based on what I see, in saying that the family is probably not the culprit here. The family's not the one who drew the swastika for the purpose of cashing in yeah. or something like that. It probably is crazy Brandon, but the other tons of questions still remain here. Like I get why the facility, if she's correct that there's some sketchy thing about the living arrangement that the facility doesn't want to be out there or just the embarrassment of having a resident draw a swastika on a fellow resident's head. You don't want to talk about it. That's fine. But the reporter also says the police refuse to release the name because they say it's, quote, not in the public's interest. I, I, agree. I don't know. How, well, if isn't it in the public's interest if there are these these sorts of uh, pieces of elder abuse happening at care facilities? Wouldn't that be in the public's interest? And yeah, I mean, that's why she didn't want people to know, uh, because, well, also, who would put their their loved one in an elder facility that also housed drug addicts i, I find this that baffling might, I, i'm not i don't accept this this as and, a and maybe that's the secret maybe that's what she's getting at is that's actually like 
not known to the public or the families. That, and that's why that, they're trying maybe to cover that it Maybe that is it, yeah. I mean, it, in which case it is in the public interest to know that it's this kind of facility. Well, and, and I don't know how it works in Canada. And actually, I don't know how the disclosure works in the United States with certainty either. But is public interest a necessary component of revealing arrest records? I've never heard of that. Isn't, isn't an arrest record just public? I don't know. This is so baffling to me. Uh, maybe we'll get some more information. I'm glad that there's some reporter trying to find out who drew a Sharpie swastika on an old man's head. Well, yeah. I mean, are they like, if you have dementia, mental health issues are suffering from drug addiction, you can be put in this long care facility. Oh, somebody in the live chat. I don't know if this is true, but um, Canada has mixed use facility. They don't have separate facilities uh, like that. You go where you go. Is that true? Well, if that's true, and then if that's true, as you were saying, presumably the family would know that. And then there are questions to be asked, like, okay, you put Uncle Larry in with crackheads. I mean, I'm sorry right. that this happened, but putting him in with crackheads, I'm glad they didn't cut him up instead of, like, they just drew a swastika on his scalp. Yeah. All things considered. Uh, yes, Canada has mixed facilities, often for very poor people. Hmm. Okay. That's terrible. So that might be part of the part of the case here. Well, socialized medicine. That's... Well, done. well, remember that it, this is a uh, long-term care and they're only like they, they have their like hospital care covered by the state, but not necessarily. Long -term Are we care. sure that this is all um, privately funded? That's just what they said last week. And I take it as true, but I, I don't know. I don't know for sure. Oh man. That's whack. Anyway, that's a show. If you're ready to catch up with oh, wow. uh, our chatters. Yeah, sure. Uh, death by cognitive distance. I like that. Hey, Matt, just so you know, Chiefs are going to win the Super Bowl. Hashtag Casey. I, I like the Chiefs players, and I, I won't be mad if they win the Super Bowl. Uh, uh, Mike Pence got up in Wisconsin earlier this week and called them Pelosi's 49ers. Really? I thought that was kind of funny. Uh, I think the matchup's going to be really good, but yeah, I wouldn't be mad at all to see the Chiefs win. Maybe Andy Reid will go away finally and take his giant walrus face and retire. Uh, no bodies. As rally advised, dress nice and warm, but no suits, uniforms, flags, or insignias. Use umbrellas for sprays if in kill box. Flare guns if on perimeter. Aid and evac is number one priority. If flares go up, help them get the fuck out. Damn, God, man, I can't believe how it. tactical you have to be about just exercising your yes. basic rights, man. This is insane, but I appreciate that you guys are thinking about these things very smartly yeah. to minimize, um, minimize first and foremost the potential for violence, and secondarily just the the political strategy and the the so called optics, but. It's really not optics. It's actually, you're, you're just trying to do the morally right thing. And that's what's so frustrating. Man, this is so crazy. This sounds like this. It's just going to be Charlottesville too. I'm, I'm definitely watching tomorrow. Whoever's got some live streams up. I'm tuning in. Me too. Jacob says this is not a two A issue in Virginia. This is an article one section 13 of the Virginia constitution. There's issue. that too. Yeah. Incorporation was not original intent. See Brian McClanahan at show episode 279 for more. Yeah, and I, I think that's a fair uh, interpretation. I'm speaking uh, like philosophically too. I'm not just speaking about the strict application of the Constitution. I'm just talking about the general concept of your natural right to self-defense. Yeah, and that's really the basis for both of those things in right. the Virginia Constitution and and the U.S. Constitution. Samuel O'Carroll, I'm subscribed to about a dozen podcasts. This is the only one I've never missed an episode of. Oh my god! Wow, well, we've I've... had some garbage episodes. <laughs> Thanks for so... sticking with us. Um, Appreciate it. Last week included. Uh, thanks for getting me through the last couple of years stationed in the Middle East with the Navy. Super cool. Oh, well, Thank thanks so for serving much. your country too. 
Thank you. Uh, Joshy boy. I bet Corey is really crying tears of rage now. Yeah. <laughs> I had forgotten about that, but I'm glad I dug that one up too. Uh, tears of rage. Tears I forget what he was even talking about when he had tears of rage, something to do with the border, I think, but I can't remember exactly what. Well of sticks, how freedom loving people will handle Ralph Northam. He will be delivered to the hands of Patriots. He'll be made comfortable. He'll be resuscitated if necessary. <laughs> then a discussion will be had about where we will go from here. I like it. I got to say, of course, I disavow all uh, offensive violence. Of course, I did see one meme this week that made me chuckle, which just said simply make tyrants birds again. <laughs> and it had a uh, a picture of a you know cartoon, an old school revolutionary tar and feathering. I just the, the mantra make might make tyrants birds again made me laugh though you should only make them birds in self-defense of course yeah only um only do it in self-defense only tar and feather uh sherry harrison congrats blonde emma grace is a beautiful baby name emma is on the list Mm. because i do love jane austen um let's see kevin flanagan uh okay all right this is funny but racist. Okay. Booker Low T Washington <laughs> may be an effeminate Samanite, but he don't understand under but don't underestimate how feral some demographics are. I think Booker has a 13 and 52 chance of winning a fight. Why did I read that one? That one was pretty bad. I don't know. Darlene Kate, since you're in, uh, you were in homemaking mode, check out Cowboy Kent Rollins on YouTube. Great simple country meals using cast iron outside over fire coals or inside. From the mm. official Chuck Wagon Cook of Oklahoma. I am so hungry. Thank you, Darlene. Mm, starving. Uh, Metal Man, I'd like to offer my sincere condolences to the royal family. I cannot express my sadness after hearing about Megan's car crash. <laughs> is that real or is that no. uh, is, is now she? I haven't followed that closely. They but now what? Canada. Their title? Their title is officially revoked or yeah. something like that. Yeah. Oh, okay. You done fucked up. Capitalism for the win. Sorry, I have not super chatted in a while because um, I was on vacation in Austria. Cool. But wanted to shout out, we build the wall as we need to do this ourselves with regards to Virginia. It's boogaloo time, bitches. Um, yeah, uh, yeah, and I will say in reference to an earlier chat too, don't ever apologize for not supporting this show. And we, we are thankful for everybody who chooses to do so. And you are under no obligation to. Yeah. I appreciate what you're saying too. It's like, that's what really bugs me about all this treat, like treating of the term boogaloo as an offensive threat. First of all, it's like a meme basically, but secondarily, what are these people talking about? They're talking about defending themselves. They're talking about defending their natural rights Mm -hmm. from encroachment by people who want to impose upon them. Guess what happens if you leave these people alone? They don't show up at the Capitol. They go about their lives and they're productive and they work and they build wealth and they build families and they make a prosperous society. That's what happens if you leave them alone. Yep. This is not offensive violence. Leave them alone and see what happens. Yeah, Nothing. Exactly. Nothing. Downskated. Great baby name to prove you're not a World War II German party. Name your baby Cole, which is close to the German slang term Das Klo, which is slang for the Scheider. Or maybe just name her Jessica after Yaniv. I don't know what any of that meant, <laughs> but I probably just said something terrible. I don't know. Who knows? Maybe. Uh, it was a trick that way. Uh, hey, Matt, loved your response to David Hogg's video today. Pretty sure poor Davey is upset at Greta's star rising. Nah, he just wants to bone her. I don't know. This is wiener work. He seems pretty asexual to me, or maybe gay. He looks... I'm not a... I'm not WebMD, right? I'm not an armchair Male doctor. Male eating disorder. He... <laughs> 
he looks unhealthy thin to me. Yeah. Like I could I could flick his his arm and break it in two. Or just I don't like know what's going on with that snap kid. it over your leg like it's a twig. Yeah, I don't know what's going on with that kid, but man, he looks like uh, times. He looks he looks like he's already into the communism. Like he's practicing yeah. the communism right now. That's what he looks and, like. Or he has AIDS cancer. Double Both. AIDS yeah. cancer. Yeah. Yeah. Mike Bob, going to a Trump rally in New Jersey on the 28th this month should be good. I'll send some pics if you like. Of course, we'd love that. Also, here are some Oyve vouchers. Uh, Bane okay. Trump says, hi, Blonde. The reason for your baby brain is your child is consuming all of your omega-3s. Get some fish oil. Love the show. Thank you so much. Hmm. I am on a fish oil supplement, um, but the baby brain, it's like I'm constantly playing charades with my husband. He gets so mad. He's like, use your words. What are you trying to tell me? I'm like, do the thing <laughs> with the... It's, yeah. it's really bad. Um, pineapple platypotamus. Search Yoda compilation and just breathe in the wisdom. He knows that fear leads to the dark side. It really does, though. I'm trying to train good Jedi masters here. Okay. Hmm. Um, Matt, thank you for that. Matthew Much Skidmore. What is the minimum number of times per week healthy married couples should be having sex? And why is it two? Wife and I loved you both. She just subscribed to Motherland. Thanks for the years of laughs. Thanks so much. I think I did say that, right? I don't know. Is that is that uh, is that a standard that's set by somebody? Is that a thing? Or um, I think you did say something like that. I just think that it's like the minimum number of times weekly, outside of like other circumstances like childbirth, where you have to take six weeks off. Um, that you, you're obligated to have sex with your husband. Oh, that's right. That's the way it was framed. I forgot. Yeah. Even if you don't want to, but right. not more than that. <laughs> Okay. I mean, twice a week, that should... Under two, it's a stoning. At, le- at yeah. two, you're fine. You can refuse the third. I think that's reasonable. Okay. Um, also, because I was reading all of these studies on birth control methods for a video I did, and um, typical use birth control, which is a methodology that's uh, it's a study design thing. In all of those studies, it was done with twice weekly intercourse. It was adjusted for twice. So I think it's like the yeah, average gotta, amount of sex people have. There's got to be objective study on this, I would imagine. This has got to be an academically studied thing. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. Um, Derek Finley, Ronald should have sought help before committing to the transition. You can tell he isn't happy. Lady just needs to eat a burger and she'll feel a lot better. Who? What? Uh, Ronald, are we talking about Jessica Yaniv? Are we talking about, I don't know. I, I lost the context on that one. Unfortunately, is the Ronald, the Ronald McDonald reference? I don't know. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> Sorry. We bungled that chat. Appreciate it. Oh my gosh. All these people under 30 in the live chat are like only two times a week. What's wrong with you? I have to have sex three times a day. Shut up. Just shut up. Shut up. <laughs> well, you're setting a minimum threshold too, right? Minimum obligatory sexual acts. Is gotcha. What I'm saying. Um, once a day isn't that much. Ugh, I can't. You people. The JQ. The day of the rope approaches. <laughs> Why am I reading these? <laughs> uh, that one maybe, uh, yeah, should not have passed. But, uh, you know, disavow. Uh, Goes in the VJJ file, right? Day of the yeah, brick. Kevin day Flanagan, of the rope. Oven ready. No. Far All too right. hard. Nobody taught David how to feed himself and it shows. Yeah, really. <laughs> uh, Timothy Freebie. Um, children don't actually have constitutional rights. The First Amendment is just for adults, just like the second. David is an idiot. And he's also like 20. Like you're technically an adult yeah. by all standards. I guess I hadn't thought about that angle too. Like yeah, you don't, uh, we don't necessarily worry about 
um, or, or apply the concept of constitutional rights to children necessarily. Yeah. But yeah, as, I just get annoyed. Like you were saying, oh, all of a sudden I'm a child again when I need political immunity. I need immunity from scrutiny in the political world into which I've uh, injected myself. That's very Maybe annoying. that's why he's starving himself. Who knows? So he can like keep that Peter Pan face. Um, I had to reload, so let me find this again. Uh, da, 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 da. Uh, Ryan Yakamoto. Do you believe it's possible to be a free speech advocate, but at the same time believe in fighting words? I've wondered this myself often and was curious what you thought. I mean, there are things that people say that can't, that you're like, I'm going to, I'm going to kick your ass now. I'm not a dude, but I can imagine that. Um, as it, well, I guess I would separate this into two distinct categories, how I would deal with the issue legally versus how I would deal with the issue just as like a layman watching it. And I, yeah. I, I think those do have to be kind of different. Legally speaking, I'm not that big of a believer in the concept of fighting words as the Supreme Court has outlined it. Like they've, and even that doctrine is kind of, um, it's kind of shaky. Like it, it, we don't know if that's going to stand the test of time or not. But the idea is that if you issue words to a person in, you know, immediate physical proximity that would prompt a reasonable person to violence, then that could be restricted. I know reasonable person is often a legal standard and I'm not a great legal mind. I'm not a, I didn't go to law school. I'm not a lawyer, but the reasonable person standard, broadly speaking, always kind of frustrates me because that's sort of inherently subjective. Like who's a reasonable person. Yeah. And I could argue that there aren't words that would prompt a reasonable person to violence other than like, I'm coming to kill you now. And I have a gun in my hand. I am about to shoot you. If it's like, Hey, you're a piece of shit and your mom's a whore. In my mind, that doesn't justify violent response in terms of a legal standard. Now, if it's just two guys outside of outside of a bar and they're like, "Yo, I'm going to yeah, you're a faggot. No, you're a faggot. Punch, punch, punch." No, like, what if somebody's like, "I'm going to bang your wife and then your daughter," or like, "I'm going to rape your daughter, kick that guy's ass, kick his ass." But the problem, just like as a layman observer, I get what you're saying in terms of applying the law. I don't know that that standard would ever work because it's so subjective. It's fine, but you know, yeah. if you're on that jury, be like, eh. <laughs> People Skip. used to duel over, you know. Well, that's an interesting question. Mutual combat. Like if two guys consent to fighting or even dueling, should that be illegal? No. Somebody's like, fuck your mother. The other person's like, I'm going to kick your ass. And then they get into a mutual fight. I don't, I don't have care. a lawyer enter with the paperwork. They both sign. <laughs> yeah, really? <laughs> then as they long fight, as there's maybe... consent. Yeah. Um, and needly, needly yeah. says hogs not looking good, but you have to admit that AIDS diets highly effective on a more serious <laughs> note. He has a much greater chance of being mortally impaled on a gerbil. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's true. It is, it's a risky faces. I bet he does like those gerbils. I never knew it was a gay thing, but you know, it is. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I didn't, I didn't know that. What? Apparently gay dudes in like the eighties were putting gerbils up their asses. To oh yeah. Yeah. I've heard of this. There's been like, had they have to have like surgical intervention and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's that bit on South Park too. Go to the ER. That's right. Uh, Shauna, this show is class act. I am pregnant with a child and I'm talking about gay gerbil buttholes. Yeah. Um, Shauna Thornton, square knives are the natural outgrowth of allowing women to vote. I know Scando disavows. <laughs> Seriously, I'm with you there. I'm with you there. It's like well, there's n- <laughs> no violence. We need to fi- stop stop each other from hurt from hurting one another. 
I can't deny the correlation. I can't deny the correlation between suffrage and square knives. It, it is a thing. I agree. Um, how far will I go down this principled path? We'll have to find out. Too far. It's a <laughs> smash your face. Uh, Mike Bob, that new UK knife will come in handy for an average British man. For example, when preparing a nice breakfast for Tyrone in the morning, Tyrone's going to be famished after plowing your wife. <laughs> yeah, really. All I bet right. that that douchebag that called in is like super jazz about this. We still don't know. Actually, I would like to have some resolution with that guy because I called him Australian, but I don't know. Is he, is he, he Aussie? Is he Kiwi? Is he British? Don't we don't know. He sounded Australian to me. Yeah, Beauty and the Beta Clips confirmed Kevin's kid is half black and he's a boomer waiting to get blocked. Anyway, wow. sub to Beauty and the Beta Clips. Talk to you two on Wednesday. I do love our mods. They are block happy. It's fantastic. I know. I still get people bitching about it. As a reminder, if you get wrongfully <laughs> banned, no, no, blocked, no. I just saw somebody get timed out for asking if I do fellatio. <laughs> <laughs> That's so great. <laughs> I will mostly, like, I give people second chance and just... Email no second chance. Assume good intentions. I'm the one who has the ultimate authority. Just email me and don't be a douchebag and I'll fix it for you. And then I will ban you again because I'm the only one that watches the Super Jets. So. I can't control that. <laughs> uh, Seamus Webb. Someone please explain to me how guns are based because safety. But if you're going to keep the people that disagree with you packed into perfectly designed contained spaces, what's the over under on the left feigning attack? Yeah. Oh, I mean, you have that. Um, you have that angle on it and then the thing that just makes me worried about the confined spaces is like any little thing goes wrong and there's a panic guess what you have a recipe for serious injury for a lot of people and that it's that's part of the the narrative is like oh look these people are terrible they can't be trusted they injured x amount it's cynically it's almost like they want it to happen and i don't really want to go that far because that's a serious allegation to make but i just can't understand how you think that caging people in is the solution to well, they, have a safe event. Well, they clearly don't think it's the solution. They they are creating a situation where tensions are going to run high and there's going to be violence so they can talk about how white nationalism is taking hold. Yeah. Or yeah, do I, some gun grabbing horse shit. Did you see that crazy like uh like bulldozer thing they brought in? Uh Luke the Luke We Are Change guy was posting it on Twitter. It was, I had it in my video if you want to check it out. It's like they had this crazy like bulldozer thing that has like a plow on the front of it like think of like a bigger bobcat with like a plow thing on the front of it but police can stand in behind the plow thing so it can like drive through barricades but also it can lift them like up onto uh elevated um platforms like if you wanted to put them up on a high space or something it it looks crazy and uh, it doesn't look good but we'll see if that (laughs) what that thing is actually meant for i suppose tomorrow Chris Hogan, goddamn it, blonde. I only work with two types of people those who work their asses off and those who are irritatingly overhydrated and go to the bathroom every 20 minutes. <laughs> I can't help it, man. Very healthy. Um, upstanding citizen with morally righteous opinions. I love how <laughs> while Bernie and Warren fight, the front runner Joe Biden is just that meme of Mike Myers dressed as a Jewish woman. Talk amongst yourselves. Yeah. <laughs> and thank you for having that username. That's the username I suggested that you use to get around Susan's. Uh, heavy-handed censorship because remember for susan anything is fair game as long as you as long as she can judge your motivation in posting it exactly. so if you're if you're upstanding citizen with morally righteous opinions you can post all the hitler speeches you want go wild yeah i'm glad you've taken it kevin flanning and the last good painter died in a bunker in 45 ping <laughs> <laughs> what a shame so much was lost that day 
Nathaniel Turbyfill. I have an important question about dating for y'all. Is sending someone a playlist of music on Spotify, the 2020 version of a mixtape? Also, peanut butter is the best. Fight me. I think that's cute. Uh, I haven't done the old mixtape thing since like high school, but yeah, I think, I don't know. I guess women are probably into that, I suppose. Totally. I'd love that. Put some Decemberists on there. I, I actually did. Uh, now that I think about it, I definitely did share music with my fiance during the wooing period, but it wasn't like, the wooing a, period. yeah, the wooing period. Uh, she can vouch for that, but it was like, more just listen like, listen to this some 41 or whatever. Yeah. I think we would just send each other like, you know, songs to listen to. It wasn't like a playlist thing. It'd just be like a song here and there. Yeah. Hal Edwards, I realized that wishing for Adam Schiff to die of piles <laughs> was not very nice. Now Dingleberry David Hogg is tempting me. Yeah, it is really hard not to wish like a violent end to these people. Uh, Odysseus horse. Disavow. I said wish. How dare you? Like these people don't want me dead. Come on. Uh, Odysseus horse. Every time I think about what's going on in Virginia, my thoughts go to the Battle of Athens in Tennessee in the 1940s. We'll see what happens. Maybe it'll be a big nothing. Um, Curtis N. The Calgary meetup was great. Thank you, Matt and Vaughn, for providing me an opportunity to meet some like-minded individuals. Thanks, Nathan, for setting it all up. That's so cool. Glad I love to this hear. happens. Awesome. Black, Black Magic, I live in an open primary state and want to vote for Democratic Democratic chaos. I was thinking Tulsi, but who do you recommend? If I had to vote for a Democrat, I'd vote for Tulsi. i just like write her in. Well, he's saying for chaos purposes, though. Oh, I mean, so the worst candidate? Um, yeah. God, who would be the biggest disaster? Uh, if I was voting sabotage, which Burning. I would, but I, Montana doesn't vote until June, and it'll likely be decided by then. I would probably vote Bernie to for Trump to run against. But actually, depending on Warren's standing, I might vote Warren. I think Warren is the easiest one to defeat. I think of the realistic candidates, Warren is easiest. Buttigieg is second easiest because of the, you know, you know his, his difficulties with communities of color, as, we, yeah. <laughs> as we've heard. Bernie, I think, is the second or the third, the third toughest or second most... Uh, how do I want to phrase this? Biden is the most formidable candidate. I'm, I'd be most worried about Biden. Second, most worried about Bernie. Not worried about Pete. Not worried about Warren, especially. So vote for Warren for sabotage would be my vote. Um, Michael Anderson, voting age women outnumber voting age men, register to vote at higher rates, dominate mm. household spending decisions, and control more wealth than men. Fuck the matriarchy. Redheads, redheads be crazy, everyone. But the real Irish ones are not so crazy. Well, he's talking about the redheaded Egyptian from earlier. Yeah, it's that, it's that shade of red. <laughs> well, that's, that's a little inauthentic, I would say. It's had a little assistance in the dye department, I would think. Yeah, it's the it's the dye called fuck the patriarchy. They all use the same one. <laughs> yeah. Mike Bob, at least for the Democratic primary, I propose we rename Super Tuesday to Satanic Tuesday. <laughs> Ryan F. Yeah, we'll I, see. I know it's not a poll, but it's pretty damn funny seeing Elizabeth Warren's pin tweet getting ratio uh, business <laughs> but, in the wake of Dem debate nonsense. Just checked in. It's got oh, what is it? What, I don't know. I'll go check. Stan with the good beard. I think where this will hurt Warren is if she gets the nod. Um, oh, if she gets the nod is she will absolutely not get any Bernie supporter votes. Good to actually be able to be here for the whole stream again. Thank you. Paul. thank you, Stan. I'm with you there. I don't know how incestuous their their voting overlap is. Well, there was a lot of animosity towards Hillary, and there were certainly, oddly enough, a lot of people who switched from Bernie to Trump. I think mm -hmm. if it came down to Bernie and Elizabeth Warren, which it won't, they will consolidate before then. Biden will probably be in the final two. But yeah, if it comes down to former Bernie supporters having to 
potentially support Warren. I don't think they will. I think they'll. I think it'd be. They'd rather not. Maybe vote. not more likely, but a lot would defect to abstain or even vote Trump. For the, as far as her pin tweet. It's right from after the debate. And she says, I just stepped off the Democratic debate stage feeling energized by our fight for big structural change. And I just heard from my team. We're close to meeting our mid-month fundraising goal. Chip in three bucks before midnight. Yeah, it's ratioed. It's got uh, 8,000 likes and 10,000 replies. Rainier Chen, I don't understand this. Went to McDonald's with Sis and her wife the other day. Saw a man chugging lots of punch soda. I asked what the occasion was, and he said nothing, just that juice with gas makes him happy. My sister's wife started sobbing immediately. Am I retarded? I don't understand that at all. What? You didn't understand that one? No. Okay. My brain. You, you don't understand serious. what this is like. Juice with gas? Oh. <laughs> oh, like orange juice. I get it. Oh, I get it. No. Oh. get it. Uh, just Kevin Flanagan. Uh, okay libertarian gulags i see matt's taken the neo-islamo anarcho-capitalist pill like me voluntarily submit to sharia or will aggress you six feet under uh that's yeah do i pick sharia or his libertarian gulags that's a tough one oh my god my brain this is so hard i don't i don't even know what to tell you guys uh, that's not right. Matt and I once made love. He strummed my guitar and I jammed with his band, if you know what I mean. Yeah, I know what you mean. You guys are facts. Uh, Michael Anderson, <laughs> henceforth, you. I will refer to Punch A, insert group du jour, folks, as Kyle's. As in in honor of Kyle Jurek, yeah. Haster Xanthius King. Hi, guys. I've been super busy with the holiday season and the beginning of the snowbird season. Pharmacies are crazy this oh, time cool. of year. Just got promoted. Here's y'all's fair share. Ooh. Thank you so much. Well, congrats. Thanks for giving us our fair share. Very much appreciated. Nobody says sup to Liberty Doll, Laurel, Guns and Gadgets, and John Mark for the info. Be safe, everyone. Thanks for all that you do. Yeah, Laurel will be out there too. Laurel's going careful, to the Laurel. event. So yes, please be safe. Um, Matthew Rowley says, Hey Matt, I promised I wouldn't say shit last week. Now <laughs> it's this week. Yeah. Um, I got to say, I, I should send. I probably just send you an email, but yeah, I had a bet with him that the 49ers were going to be one and done in the playoffs, but I had a qualifier that I would delete the bet if it was the Vikings matchup. So the bet got canceled and, uh, you I guess say that's something a good nice thing. about them though. Well, I, they're clearly legit. I mean, they just, I, I don't know. I, I guess I, I haven't looked during the, the stream. So maybe the Packers came back, although I doubt it. Uh, no, 49ers advanced to Super Bowl behind Raheem Mostert's 4TD performance. So, yeah, I mean, they're clearly – nobody can stop them from just running the ball. The Vikings couldn't do it. The Packers can't do it. Congratulations. But I still think I'm team Chiefs in the Super Bowl because I don't want the Pelosi 49ers to celebrate. And I don't want Nancy Pelosi to act like she likes football because she doesn't. Nobody likes football. Um. I did watch a documentary on Aaron Hernandez the other day. We watched we watched all three episodes, yeah. It was fascinating. And then at the end, I sort of felt bad because he clearly had a traumatic brain injury. I think that was... I'm not did saying Did you see he those didn't. autopsy I know. Photos? I'm not saying it had no part, but also... He shot two people for spilling a drink. Yeah, and the thing is, like... Well, first of all, he was found innocent on those, on those charges. But... Uh, but a lot of that, like that happened very early on in his NFL career too. But and, he had been playing since high school. But so have like millions of other people who aren't doing this crazy shit. He did have CTE though. I'm not saying it was a non-factor. I'm not, I'm saying it's not enough for me to sympathize with that guy. Oh, I don't really sympathize with him, but I think it might've contributed to. 
Could be. He could have been predisposed to this sort of behavior and it didn't help. Absolutely. He had a really fucked up childhood too. Um, Pop mom, what's the minimum number of times a week a man ha- has to listen like he actually gives a shit? <laughs> Should be same, fair same, yes. Fair. I would yeah. be thrilled if my husband listened to me with like genuine interest twice a week. I think that's a fair trade. For yeah. seven to 13 minutes. Okay, yeah. that sounds All reasonable. Right. I could get with that. Uh, Reality Lobster. Bawan, did you see the BBC hit piece on the British women who are proud to be trad wife and believe women are happy in the 50s when they were allowed to have British values? No. I did not. It sounds like interesting reading, though. Or is it a video piece? I don't know. Maybe they interviewed people. Um, Matthew Riley. Hey, Blonde, I'm happy to destroy you. Whatever subject your dumb bitch wants to talk about, I am a I am from a top 10 law school. Matt is my info. Contact me. Who Who is this guy? I think he, that was from Matthew Rowley. Yeah. I think that was either a joke or like it must be. I don't know. I have his email address because he's the 49ers guy we were talking about earlier. Oh, but no, I, I don't want to contact you. I was a Matt. I don't think that that's a full, fully sincere like debate challenge or something. Like that. Or maybe I'm misunderstanding, but uh, you're, you can you can email blonde if that's. It's just, I'm not going to read it, Matt. Yeah. Uh, other Matt, uh, Seamus Webb, follow up from previous chat. Will the media be able to live stream um, of the suit down cell coverage or who the hell is going to pay for or to blame the injuries from those in the constricted fence in 1A zone? Yeah, let's see. I, I have no idea how this thing's going to play out tomorrow. I mean, I, I don't even know how I would handle this. We're talking about on Wednesday. Like, would I disobey the law and go armed knowing that I might? They, they're saying they're not they're saying they're just going to turn you away if you're armed but who knows i mean they might try to impose some sort of penalty some criminal penalty potentially uh if i want to be in compliance with the law as they've defined it i'd have to stand across the street to be armed or and or you know voice my opinion in the way i want to would i i don't know man i don't know how i'd handle this and so much is going to be changing on the fly there and that's why uh you know i'm not gonna i'm not gonna pick a I don't have any bone to pick with anybody who goes there in pursuit of defending your rights and other people's rights. Whatever strategy you decide that, of course, is not offensively violent, I am, uh, I'm with you. And uh, I got a lot of admiration for it, and I hope you guys are successful. You guys, I know he was a sociopath. He killed people for no reason at all. Yeah, and uh, even the sloppiness of the crime. People should, if you're interested in true crime, it was, it was a good uh, three-part series. On it was Netflix. super brazen. He just like he, didn't try to hide it. He returned a car that had a shell casing in it. And I actually couldn't believe that, uh, spoiler alert, I, it's in the news, so it's not really a spoiler, but I, I actually watched it and having forgotten if he, had, if he was acquitted on the second double murder or not. And so then we watched it and he was acquitted. And I was like, what? One of the pieces of evidence that they submitted, which I did not know, is he got tattoos of what was it? A, a revolver cylinder with all of the uh, was it all the rounds spent or all the rounds but one, which was like consistent with the crime. It had spent uh, like spent shell casing in his tattoo. And one of them was the revolver barrel pointed at you, and then it said "God forgives." Like he had gotten a commemorative <laughs> tattoo of the actual murder. Moron. With God forgives, but he was still acquitted. It was not sufficient, I guess. <laughs> um, Hal Edwards, to clarify, death by piles would be natural causes. Oh, yeah. Texan ah. do- devil dog saying that prisons in this country are worse than Soviet gulags is like saying the U.S. never trafficked in slavery. They were just prisoners with jobs. Jeez. Yeah. <laughs> um, Bill McPherson. 
13 years of working in a jail tells me people think people in the UK will just file down the tips of their knives or make them from scratch. That's true. You can, can you make a shank out of like a toothbrush? It's not that hard to make a pointy knife if you want to make a pointy yeah, knife, really. especially if you're not in jail and you want to commit crime out in general society. I'm looking at like five things in this room that I could use to kill somebody if I wanted to. Um, Hank Danger. I live in Virginia, uh, in a Virginia uh, periphery state. I'm sorry. I've mm. only stacked 50,000 rounds. Wow, what an arsenal. I can't wait to hear about all the arsenals tomorrow. I know. Um, all, the, all the weapons caches. Scott Allen, he was English, and besides the false equivalence of travel to the right to defend one life, all of their core rights come from a monarch, or as Jefferson said, the Norman yoke. We had a revolution over it. Indeed. Who was um, English? Who were we referencing? I got a little uh, lost. The, it must have been the um, caller the other day. Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, last one is from Stan. It just hit me. I'm a horrible friend. I don't think, Rebecca, that I ever congratulated you on your baby. This is wonderful news. Uh, as I could hope to hear ever since Tulsi rebuked my proposal. <laughs> Thank you so much, Stan. Stan. I haven't talked to Stan for a little while. Maybe next time I get. I didn't know you were that big of a Tulsi fan. We might have to discuss how and why. It's all of her. It's her boobs and pulling off white like a It's champ. just the white suits. Mm. Yeah, she looks like her body is just hairless. You know? Just like <laughs> Naturally. Naturally hairless, Yeah. Yeah. Uh, over on uh, Streamlabs, uh, Phil says, let the boomers in Richmond see how their country has been taken uh, away from them. Maybe it wakes them up for the fact that uh, mowing their <laughs> mowing their own yards will end up costing them more than they ever thought. <laughs> All right. Or not mowing their own lawns. Yeah, not mowing their own lawns. Sorry. Raggle Fraggle says, everyone be on the lookout for Laurel's live stream on the scene. Oh, I didn't know that she's live streaming. Oh, so nice. yes, that will be a go-to source. I'll cool, check that out. Um, and if you want to check out Laurel's channel um, and you can't find it, she is also on my community page. I have a video of hers linked so you can find her channel there. For the love of God, Laurel, please be careful. Blonde, do I need to start a GoFundMe to get you a bedpan for when you're on the show? Love you guys. Uh, have a great show. Well, thanks, man. No problem. Uh, we'll probably be dealing with the pee thing for a while. You know, we got lectured by that like a year ago by a guy who said we were horribly unprofessional for having yeah, the pee on the show. Lick my balls. Just wait until I have to breastfeed. And I couldn't fun. believe the accusation that this show was anything but the utmost professional. So professional. We're professional as shit. MC Bosco says, my birthday is this week. Well, happy birthday. Happy birthday. Sharing some of that joy with my favorite podcasters. Well, very kind and all the best to you on your birthday. And Redica says Pocahontas is the most disingenuous candidate that won against a one-term senator that narrowly got Ted drowned a girl Kennedy's seat. <laughs> Who do you think is Warren's Donna Brazil? Because that looked like a staged hit on Bernie. I don't know, but I th I think I I'm on team coordination here. It's all circumstantial, but it's just it's too coincidental. It's too convenient for me to believe that CNN and the Warren campaign have not cooperated, yeah. colluded in they any clearly way have. on this one. Uh, over on DLive, Ron, Sh Ron Shackelson says, we have Nazi hunters, but no Bolshevik hunters. Well, those are evil, though. Uh, uh, Elk Eichenman says, uh, I've only ever been, I, I've only ever got one Bernie bro to tell me the truth. And this is exactly what he believed uh, RWDS now, disavow, right wing conservative defense squads that's that's what we're that's what we're talking about in uh, virginia uh chief bulging snake great name Healthcare is a human right if you have to if you have a right to someone else's labor that person is your slave yeah that's exactly it yeah. and i do think that um 
we on the right and or just libertarian whatever freedom-minded people conservatives whatever can do a better job explaining that moral case for for the free market and capitalism if if you have a right to someone else's work as he said if you own their work they are your slave it's plain and simple uh ron shekelson says michelle obama is actually michael robinson that's true i actually i believe the michelle obama is a tranny theory 100 percent Maybe we could talk about it in more detail another time, but you go to the footage is on Ellen's channel. It's not edited. It's not doctored. It's straight from Ellen and DeGeneres' YouTube channel. You can see it yourself. Dirt Digger says, why won't Sargon talk about Tommy Robinson? Coward. Well, uh, is there new Tommy news? I I don't know. But Mm. Sargon's talked about Tommy Robinson all the time. Is there something new that he's ignoring? I have no idea. I I just don't know if if there are new developments. I myself have not heard them, but uh, let me know. Uh... Dirt Digger says, MLC does not read for lemons donating anyway. I do, actually. I try to read all of our Streamlabs um, or our DLive uh, messages with, uh, with contributions, but DLive's system is just kind of wonky, so I do the best with it. If I miss your message, I do apologize. I do the best I can with it. And thanks, thanks everybody, for building a community over there, too. It's cool to have uh, another option for people to view the show. And we know that we're a little bit safe if Susan decides to wiki-wiki this stream tomorrow. Yeah. And- any day. Tomorrow could be the day every day. Uh, Chief Bulging Snake, does it matter? And Quebec, thanks for supporting the show over on DLive, guys. Uh, much appreciated. Other than that, we're all set, yeah. I think. Yeah, um, we're good. There's one more over on Streamlabs. Candice uh, Galmichi Valdez. Geez, I feel like blonde right now. I have so much anxiety, but tomorrow... And I'm in South, oh, about tomorrow. And I'm in South Florida, nowhere near there. But I think Antifa is going to do some kind of shit and blame it on the Patriots. P.S. Still praying for Mama Blonde and Baby. And hello, Matt. Oh, thank you so much. Oh, hello, and thank you kindly. And uh, yes, we will all be watching uh, closely tomorrow. And um, for everybody that's there, man, uh, you know, got a lot of respect for what you're doing. And I'm hoping the best for everybody. And I just hope that you guys all watch each other's backs and, um, you yeah, know, just. <laughs> Hopefully we can try to keep things as calm as possible. I'm admittedly really nervous about this, though. Yeah. So we'll see how it goes. And uh, thanks for hanging out with us live tonight. Thanks uh, for listening later on demand if you are, if you're listening uh, on any of our platforms or any of our audio platforms. Appreciate that. If you'd like to get more of the show that you might not find on YouTube, uh, one, you can go check out Blonde's new podcast stream uh, called Motherland. That will be linked in the description. Don't let me forget. Two, check out the audio feed of the show. We got more stuff in there than what's just up on YouTube. You can always email us, of course, as well. That's beautyandthebeta at gmail.com. We'll be back next Sunday to talk about all of this, hopefully with uh, minimal conflict. Because uh, if it's Sunday, sorry, Chuck Todd, Sunday the Bruce. It's Beauty and the Beta. We'll see you then. Hi, guys. Try